look at my depression montage. I could make a video just called Master Nick looking depressed on the Forgotten Podcast. I thought that'd be uh, Honestly. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Forgotten Podcast. I'm your host, Cam, and Joe, we're joined here once again by none other than the cynic himself, Mr. Mass Cynic. How disappointing. Indeed, it truly is. I hope I'm looking in the right direction. Today, after 39 long episodes of our show, we are truly delighted to be joined by a woman. I know it's genuinely shocking, but believe me, she's really not imaginary, boys. In fact, she's a longtime YouTuber producing content for now well over seven years and starting her channel all the way back in October 2006. In these past seven years, she has created a remarkably diverse amount of content, with her older videos being targeted more towards vlogs, women's health, and parenting, and her more recent content being targeted towards her interests like reading and playing video games such as Minecraft, Roka, I believe that's how you meant to pronounce it, Super Mario 3D World and much more. She's a YouTuber with over 3,000 subscribers and over 700,000 views. That's a bit of a mouthful right there to say, god darn. She has a degree in graphics design as a mother and a wife and an incredibly interesting content creator. Please give a very, very warm welcome to the woman herself, Cass or Cassandra Lynn. Welcome. <laughs> we, we, we did, we, she that doesn't was, respond. It was a slight level of nerve because I'm like, if I don't get that right in the first take, that was like, ah, you say it was all good. God damn. But no, Cassandra, <laughs> thanks so much for joining us. Uh, it's 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 not super early for you. I mean, for you, you're saying it's not super early. For me, 9 a.m. is like, a, I'm not got that early in years. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I was up to like wow. 6 a.m. last night. So it's outrageous. Oh my gosh. No, I have that. <laughs> that's when I got like, up. Yes, that's when I'm up. That's when I'm up for the day. This morning, it was like 6.20 and I was up. Oh, jeez. Is that just to just do daily things when I get to kind of work on today or on the day? Excuse me. Yeah. I think it's just having a kid. Oh. There is no such thing as sleeping in again after you have a child, like period. No. So it's you just oh, gosh, that kind of like pattern and then your body just gets used to it. So it's like even yeah. on the weekend, it's 5.45 and I'm awake at... That's, I don't know. I'll let you go ahead. That's what, what I love it? about having all these guests on with different like uh, connections and stuff. Because now you two can relate and bond on that as well. After Joe had his two kids, um, he's like really lost down the street. And oh, it, like, course, like yeah. his streaming has gone down a little bit. But it's <laughs> it's one of those things where I think that you two can really get along on that sense. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Of course. I think you should give yeah. Joe some parenting advice, actually. Oh, yeah, of course. I've got tons. Uh, Yes, I've got to raise the other Joe here. That's what it is, you know what I'm saying? Little Joe here, <laughs> Luigi. But no, honestly, thank you so much for coming on for our first episode of the Halloween season. Uh, as we were saying, obviously, just before we started I'm not the child. You, you are the child. And Joe, you're okay. Joe's camera is going to, like, terrible quality. It's unreal. I love it. But, like, it's probably just... We're just going to giggle at him while he's, like, pixelated. I'm saying it's probably... Yeah. I don't know what's happening. You can barely I am lagging so hard. Why am I lagging? Right now, you're yeah. pixelated. Yeah, Joe, Joe, you're really bad, man. Like, at the minute, I, I gotta be honest. Your, your quality right now is extremely bad. <laughs> it's hilarious, like, but like on a genuine level, it's it's content wise. Yeah, no, I know. I can't hear a single thing that you're really saying, to be honest. I love it, man. Your, your mouth was just laying open there for a good moment. It was great. It's like you're at the dentist. I loved it, man. There we go. Oh, oh he's, no. he's, re <laughs> he's, he's refreshing. We'll give him a minute. But no, honestly, Cass, thank you so much for coming to join us. This is, yeah. as I said already, our first episode of the Halloween season. Uh, we're obviously all dressed up. And you even made the effort. You got yourself in that beautiful butterfly outfit. Looks yeah, lovely. yeah, we're full. We're full. I mean, you can't oh, really see it all on You can't really see it fully. Yeah. It, it looks great. Queens. 
it truly does it looks fantastic isn't halloween <laughs> your favorite season of the year as well so it's like the perfect time for you to kind of be on as a guest yes. it's like one of the seasons that you love you know i love the autumn vibe i love when the leaves are coming off the trees or when it's all nice and orange i love that type of the year and the fall is just amazing you know what i'm saying so it's beautiful there he is welcome back amigo <laughs> welcome back <laughs> Is he all right? <laughs> his, face, his face was just... I know, it's your little frozen still, maybe. Yeah, just entirely in shock. You're saying Joe's Wi-Fi just went crazy. Joe, I don't know what the hell you're downloading, man. That lava lamp in the background does look amazing, though, I've got to say, Joe. What have you done? <laughs> what what does? Me and Cash are just chatting here. I don't know what, we, what we've done. We've done nothing. You say, I don't know what you've done. Everything's been good for us. I don't know what your fault yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Mm, God damn no, I'm not blaming the guest. I'm blaming you. <laughs> Why well, was it me? You say this is a you Wi-Fi. <laughs> I love his Wi-Fi. Just this went terrible. What is that? It's you, brilliant. Um, because re before we started recording this, genuinely, his Wi-Fi was perfectly fine. It was all on point. No. <laughs> as soon as we hit record, this is what's happened. So hopefully, it'll, it'll progressively get better for the recording. <laughs> but I bet it doesn't help with this mood right now because Joe's been working very late. So uh, that's yeah. just currently he's just he's just surviving off very minimum sleep. So. That's him right now. <laughs> That's why but, I can't. Oh. I cannot do like Wi-Fi to my PC. I have to like hardwire in. I have to. Gosh, so I can hear Joe in the background right there. Gosh, <laughs> Joe, <you're right>. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's just said, shaking with anger. I'm not even sure if you can hear me currently because right now I'm listening to basically the equivalent to a microwave beep. This is painful. Oh, no. I don't know what you've done. There is some sort of problem. There's nothing wrong with my Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi speed is fine. I'm looking at the router when I went downstairs, and it's fine. Everything's okay. No one else is in the house. It's Friday prime time. That's probably why. I don't understand who's done this. Who do I have to kill? Who do I have to blow up? I will do anything. I, I will hold someone ransom, a child even, a dog, a fish. I don't care. Someone will pay. I don't know what's going on. It happens every six episodes. Why? Why? <laughs> Joe, we barely got started, mate. You could have chilled the mic. You're just going to have to put your face in your little box of just like a little picture of you. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. to come down his face just photoshopped. Yeah, he doesn't get it. He was here. He just oh, my God. Here. do that. I'll show you. I'll oh, show you. There, there, there we go. There we go. That's yeah, there That's we go. We'll, we'll just leave him with that while he fixes his technical difficulties because we'll get started with the first question. God damn, I'm already crying. I'm already crying. We're barely like 10 minutes into it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but no, honestly, I said thanks so much for coming on for our first Halloween rated episode cast. And thanks for making the effort as well with the outfit and stuff. It looks fantastic. Um, it's going to be great, honestly. I've been really excited for this episode. We've done a lot of research. I know you've seen the script kind of prior beforehand. Uh, yeah, there was a honestly, lot of research done. impressed and shocked. Oh, I mean, I, I will tell you most likely after the recording how much we've really done. Because obviously oh, there's gosh. stuff like, and, and, and the level of like research is unbelievable. Like, you know, I tell Joe always when we're recording or when we're researching, like I do all the research and Joe's always blown away by it, the amount of time that we spend on it or that I spend on it, just going through all socials and stuff like that or anything in comment sections, it's, it's mad. And it, it was a lot of research, but I'm really, really, really excited for this episode. So, well, we'll get started with the first, obviously, of course, introduction question. Because it's a nice way to kind of warm up and whatnot. Um, but I really wanted to get going with this interview by talking about the Castaway SMP, of course, uh, cast, which is actually how we got introduced to each other way back now. And I think it would be right about this time, October, November. I don't know if you correct me here, 2021, about that time last yeah. year, I think it was. I know, about it that was time. over a year ago, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was over a year ago now. Um, for those of you that are listening and don't actually know, we actually already talked about this, which was so brilliant, in episode 44 feature on Wumba, because he was the person who was in charge of creating the SMP. But basically, to give some context, back in October or November-ish 2021, <laughs> 
The Minecraft hardcore YouTuber uh, Wombug um, with some of his friends were planning to start their own YouTuber SMP, originally called the Survival MC, uh, or yeah, the Survival MC, which later got changed to the Castaway SMP. Um, it was uh, it was going to be a YouTuber focused, you know, SMP with lore, custom islands, or custom survival islands, and even potentially a villain. However, sadly, uh, it, the project never really went anywhere and eventually just disappeared with Wombug, I believe, actually eventually deleting the Discord server we all used to discuss, uh, you know, like the, the project and stuff, um, basically ending the possibility for entirely. Um, I know, Cash, you've been through similar situations like this before, not just with the Castaway SMP, of course, but also with SMPs you've been involved with, like the Shadowcraft SMP, uh, which you said just one day ended and disappeared without any real notification or official word as to why. What are your thoughts on the entire situation with the Castaway SMP, and what do you think the biggest problem with it was? Uh, to be honest, um, I didn't even know that the Discord got deleted until you had mentioned it to me. Um, so that was kind of surprising because I really, I think I really held out hope for a while that something was going to come of it. Um, and I was really excited for it. So I think the most disappointing part of it was just how much like work we did to kind of initially try to start it, like the meetings and the planning and just the video chat conversations that I've had, you know, with multiple of the people. And um, I think the most disappointing part was how I I think I, you know, obviously I can't check now, but I think multiple times I had said in there, what is going on? When are we oh, setting no, you up had. a meeting? When are we yeah. starting this? Like, I think it just really lacked Someone it lacks to drive really and uh, yeah yeah I, I think one of the biggest issues i discussed this <clears throat> with with one by himself obviously in his episode as well and i think one of the biggest things that lacked was really just the, the momentum to get started you know a lot of people yeah. were given their ideas and you know i both know you know there was a lot of people that were like oh we should do this 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 and this and it was really creative the creativity was there there was a lot of brainstorming happening but i think that it started to become a little bit too overcomplicated and that was no good. Yes. We needed to just get things started and just get the ball rolling. And it's important sometimes to plan and prepare and, and try and really formulate a solid idea. But sometimes doing that can also hold you back and stop things from moving forward. Sometimes it's best to just learn as you go and kind of develop as you go as well. And I'm sure you would agree with that. Um, and I mean, yeah. like you said, you know, there was a few times I remember, you know, you were especially more than me, of course, I, I was involved with a few meetings and stuff and I was there for a few occasions. Um, but you were there, you know, 90%, even 100% of the time for the meetings you were there you were making time making effort you know showing face and, and being involved with the project and it, it did seem like something could have happened but it was just a shame yeah. that eventually it just kind of went nowhere and again with Wumba, you know, fully deleting the, the Discord, because I was shocked to see that as well. It was a shame because it was a lovely way for us all to be able to communicate and talk. Yes. And even if the idea wasn't going to come into fruition and we weren't going to pursue it and, and do it this year, maybe at some point in the future, you know, it would have been yeah. a great idea to have it. But I think it just got a little bit too overcomplicated. And I also think, I don't know if you would agree with this, I think, with no disrespect to anybody who was involved, because it was lovely working with everybody and getting to meet yourself and many other wonderful ways people that were involved with the project. I think one of the biggest issues was it, it felt like the lack of choice for who was going to be involved i felt like there was a lot of you know a lot of strange choices there was people that were there that only had maybe 16 subscribers or you know 10 or whatever and there was people drop some names were, start some drama yeah, no, no, <laughs> never never but never. like no there, there, there was do it now people, or i will <laughs> but there was a few people involved that were just with no disrespect i don't feel like they should have been involved because I felt like that was maybe more just a round at the numbers. Damn. But still, it, it I see the title now. Catman Joe hates smaller creators, hopes yes. they fail, don't yes. join the big leagues. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. 
but that's no, it really was, why it failed truth it yeah. really is catman joe just slated everyone it ruined don't, it all don't drag me down like this you're saying but like no it, it was a shame because there was a lot of potential for it and i mean there was a lot of people involved there was myself you there was there was one of course there was i think jay wisp right jay jay wisp. Wisp. and i've yeah. had a few conversations with him not to drag all that up here just yeah. like asking his interests like trying to get him on board like just multiple conversations with him and a few of the other yeah. much bigger than me creators because i tried to reach out to everybody pretty much like separately not every single person i mean i, I reached out to you i've yeah. talked to you apart from that but i reached out to a few of them to just be like hey i i know this this isn't getting started i know it's been at this point it had been a couple of months and I was just trying to, like, several of them, like, friended me on Discord. And so I was just, like, having, you know, some, I was just DMing back and forth with people. And just, for one, getting to know them. For two, trying to see how interested they were in the project. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I know. I think a lot of it was the lack of leadership, like I said. But I think, I agree with you completely. I think once we started, like, in our sixth or seventh meeting about stuff, the yeah. idea got so and like so much more grand i think mm. it could have been epic and i think i would have loved to have seen what could have happened if we you know gave it the opportunity to just even if we just never even if even if we never released anything to the public um if we would have all just jumped on there together and see how we all vibed or how we all yeah, played the, the, together the dynamic like, that we would all have yeah yes. just to, just to see that because that's always an interesting thing it as was well, just such sure. a missed opportunity and yeah i was really disappointed to see that the discord was gone because to be honest i don't remember everybody that was in there but i know a few of the people i had subscribed to as well and they haven't made any really content like related no. to minecraft and stuff since then so it's like i yeah. don't know if that would be put them off or made them second guess stuff in their own life that they push stuff away. I mean, I'm just curious, but yeah, it, it was a shame. have kind of sputtered out a bit since then. So it's like, I'm curious if it just really turned people off. Yeah, I, I, it, it was to me, it was a real shame because again, it was just the fact that when, when the Discord was deleted, it was like, wow, that's kind of that that's it gone. You know, it that, over. And, yeah. and it was it wasn't even like the Discord. It's like, you know, it was a great way to communicate with everybody. But it was also there was a lot of things in that Discord ideas that were shared, things that was mentioned, etc. That was all stuff that maybe was a little bit too over the top and maybe it couldn't have been used. But there was still, I'm sure, some bits and, and bobs, I guess you could say, in there that could have been used and could have been maybe implemented into this potential idea for an actual SMP at some point in the future. <clears throat> Sorry, I, I just think that um again one one I said this to him as well. I, I think that it just needed a, a solid goal and needed to get started and that would have been it and it would have been great. Um, and I remember I think you mentioned it as well because you talked about this and it. it was like a channel update video you made. Um you talked about it was like a, a little bit later on, I think it was just going into January, I think, of the next year of this year now, or it was either in December, December or January, December of that year or January of this year, you made a video discussing like future the, the future of the channel and you talked about you you were obviously you didn't mention the SP directly, but you talked about it kind of yeah. like briefly. You said like you know we, we've got this thing planned out it might happen but at the minute it's kind of not really going anywhere and it was a shame because it, you were definitely right you know it was it was a shame it wasn't really going anywhere and uh you know it, it's just a shame that nothing really more came of it um well, i mean one would say hopefully something oh, does sorry no go ahead i was gonna no, say a little bit of backstory of it too um i was actually there and involved with the initial creation of the idea because i 
And I know we'll talk about this later, being a like moderator and stuff for another YouTuber, it kind of yeah. put me in a wheelhouse of, um, I don't remember exactly how it worked out. Either one will reached out to me and I ended up getting into his mods discord and just like getting to know some of them, um, you know, and getting to know his team and just having a bunch of conversations with him. And it was actually during a chat in there with some of his moderators that this idea came about and then it like the wheels got moved into motion really quickly he made the discord he had people in there right away so i think i feel you know just maybe a little more let down too from the fact of just you know how, how much you were involved with it as well like i, I didn't realize that was how heavily you were involved yeah. i knew you were there for the majority of the meetings but i didn't know that you were there kind of from its incarnation, you know, you were there at the beginning, you were kind of the person that really was there when it was getting developed and getting made up and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Like the original, when we talked about the original ideas and stuff, at least from my perspective, I was there, you know, from an outside of view of the whole situation. I just want to say like from my experience with uh, Wonba's, you know, stance on everything and obviously yours now as well is it just seemed like a really big cluster of miscommunication because I know yes. obviously I wasn't there. I'm this is like an outsider sort of perspective, but do you think maybe if everyone came together, even if it was just a few of you, it could have really pushed the boundaries a bit more because I feel like yes. even if like yeah. three or four of the bigger crates, not even the bigger ones, but even if three or four of you came together and made something solid, do you think that would have like pushed people to make something with you? Yes. I think a lot of people, um, got turned off because nothing was going anywhere. Like every time yeah. I would ask, you know, you'd have two or three people trying to be like, yeah, I'm ready, I'm ready. But I think somewhere along the lines, having some people that were such big creators in it as well, everyone was so busy. Oh, so yeah, trying yeah, to find a time, especially when a lot of us are all over the country and all over, you know, just everything, the different amount of time zones, I think it made it, so difficult and originally to like narrow down making anything feel like it was substantial and then to be honest what i remember was we were waiting on the world to be built yeah because that was we right. weren't yeah. going to do they they really didn't want to or i guess if i remember and i may be wrong everyone kind of agreed because we had this grand idea and we knew it wouldn't exist in a pre-generated seed yeah. And so a long time, I feel like we were waiting and holding on to, we were promised that a world was going to be built for us or, and then uh, I also remember them talking about releasing it to everybody to build their own island. Yeah, and that came, I remember that. I remember, I remember that, that yeah. being an option. And so then we were just waiting on something starting for us to work off of and then nothing, you know, and then I was I, like, okay, we're dragging our feet here a bit you know i mean i yeah. tried to say that nicer than that but yeah, you know nothing was happening and i was like why don't we just do a pre-generated seed wherever and we we spawn as we spawn and we'll figure and we just it out get going there. yeah yeah you know we could do an ocean it. only world and then we have to get all of our own stuff to build our islands like i just really wanted people to start playing yeah, I think that the whole, you know, talk is cheap, actions are expensive. And I think with this regard, I, I, the problem was, was there was a lot of talk going on. There was a lot of great ideas, don't get me wrong, a lot of really awesome ideas and stuff. Yeah. But things started getting really quickly overly complicated. I remember there was like the whole idea of islands, everybody having their own island. And it was like, well, that sounds like a cool premise, sure. And then it was, oh, everybody has their own custom islands. 
Okay, yeah. right. And then that's, it was people thing. building then, and basing together. Yeah, and then, yeah, you know, and then it, we had this and this. And then that it was all we, we would, the, the lore would be, because it was lore as well getting interjected mm -hmm. into it. It was like we would crash land in a plane or no, we'd sail in with a ship and all this. And then it yeah. was like, okay. And then there was like people that were like, oh, I'll be the villain. You know, I don't know if you remember this, but if Pizza Fun yeah. Guy and Alex and stuff, I'll be the villain. And, you know, this and that. And we're, it was I feel like people really thought quickly. way too far yeah, ahead. Because yeah. just yes. from looking at it as well, is all these things that they are suggesting are not bad ideas. Some of them are very cool and creative. But when you look into it, you think about it and you think about it, say, okay, hypothetically, let's say that you started this series of all these people and you did all these things. What would you actually do in the series if you've done all these things? That's it. It was just, I think, I think overly thought out. That was yeah, it. Yeah, I think it either needed to be all of the rules and everything about it was already pre-existing when people created and it's like, this is what it is. If you're in, you're in. If you're not, you're not. Yeah. Or we just needed to start playing and build off from there. But it mm. nothing ever was created from it because the ideas as awesome as they were were overflowing they, yeah they, they were That's there was too much, much there was they, they were cool ideas but there was too much and that was a problem maybe yeah. if we had made multiple different seasons of it for example and over time we'd progressively added more to it and it got more complex sure that could potentially have happened but i think it just needed to be simple enough that we could just get going and if we got going that would have kept the momentum and the momentum would have helped us just kind of get things rolling and i mean yeah. you also could have, have got more content and off. seasons out of that if you did it that way because yes. you would have yeah. started off oh here's our world this is the premise Oh, now we're all going to do episodes on making our own islands. Now we're all going to do episodes on making them custom. Now we're going to do sub inside. Could be a lot of things. Like I said, sure. the, the things that they've kind of like storyboarded out kind of devalues it as a whole because then how do you build off that? I think well, that there's it. so much like within creating SMPs, everyone thinks of Hermitcraft. Yeah. And everyone kind of feels like they either have to have that many people do these huge grandiose like things and then everybody wants to do something bigger and better than that. Yeah. Have more creators, have more lore, have this and it's like everybody wanted to incorporate something that they wish existed in an SMP that they like. So, yeah. yeah, this was a lot. It, 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 was, it was just, it was too much. That was it. it. It is a real shame that it didn't come to fruition. I know that afterwards, you kind of branched off. I remember you invited me to, I think it was, um, was it Shadowcraft that you invited me to? Was that the SMP? No, so was, that was, was the one, one that I was in. I think it was either right before that or right around that time. Um, I think it, it was, was yeah, Holocraft. around that or before. Holocraft, that was, excuse that's, me. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, that's yeah. the one I'm in now. It's yeah. about yeah, seven well, other creators. Yeah, because I remember seeing that and I was like, right, because I, I remember you invite me into it and stuff. And th this was a, another big thing. It was kind of related to the beginning, obviously, of course, of that SMP, not the, the Holocraft one, but the actual Survival MC one. Um, the, the biggest issue with it was I wasn't a Java creator. I I'd never been a Java yeah. creator. When I got contacted by Pizza Fun Guy, a lovely a lovely opportunity and getting to meet lovely new people and whatnot. But I explained it to one, but I, I was not a Java creator. I never actually played Java Edition. I don't even think I or I think I just got on a PC a couple months just beforehand. I think it was legitimately two months beforehand I got a PC. So like now I am. I know I make Java content and now I can play Java and I'm getting more into it. But at that point, I had no clue, right? And that's yeah. how when you invited me, I was like, I don't think I'd be able to do it because for one, for time, but for two as well, just because I'm not much of a Java content yeah. creator. But it was nice that you kind of went on afterwards to kind of go and do your own SMP kind of thing, Holocraft, and do it with other people, of course, well. And it really it seems like a lot of really yeah. lovely other people. Yeah, and I've met some incredible people in it, and it's it's been fun. Yeah, so you guys, you guys didn't, you guys didn't overcomplicate it either. I watched no. the first episode, and it was like you all start together, and that was it. And then same with season two, you all start together. It was it was nice. It was just really nice. 
it wasn't overly complicated there wasn't a million ideas floating around it was just nice no. and just getting it no going it was great people. We, wherever we spawned the first the first season we sourced a seed um and then it was wherever we spawned trying to stay within a thousand blocks of spawn so we try to be together and yeah. i mean it was like film what you want put out videos of whatever you want stream whatever you want yeah that, that freedom of choice yeah family friendly good. freedom of choice and it was nice and it was just such a cool premise and i remember seeing it and i remember genuinely when i was doing research for you because i hadn't seen that part of the research yet. i was i was doing research for your channel more from your older content to your newer kind of working that way through it and when i got to that i went that was what she invited me on to Holocaust. And I remember seeing it, I was like, oh my God, that was awesome. It was lovely to see the critters on it. And like you said, it wasn't, there was 16 or 100 different critters. It was seven, like seven different content critters and it got going and it was lovely. And you guys had a great little community spirit. It was really nice. It was good vibes. And I was like, that's how it should have been. That's how that should have yeah. went, but it was just too overly complex. But yeah. it was, it was an awesome but thing. Sometimes that happens. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? I'm just yeah. glad that I got to meet yourself and, and one bun a good feel of people, of course, because of that actual SP. And, yeah. you know, if there's anything to take away from that, it's the, the, the people that you got to meet from it, which is a lovely thing, of course, for sure. Yes. But yeah, okay. Joe, your Wi Fi. Yeah, no, I, I'm up. not Thankfully. sure if I have a delay anymore. So, no, I, I yeah, okay, perfect. I don't know what happened. I don't know why <laughs> you unplugged my Ethernet cable. But overall, we are here now. So, I'm going to start off with question two because we are great at segue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can I have that back, please? Give you a background. Right there you go. I'll put it behind yeah, here for you, man. Pass it back. Right. It's all good. No worries. No worries. It's all good. Cheers, all good. Cool. Well, <laughs> regardless, so I got told by Joe that you're also quite a tattoo fan, with you apparently having, and please do correct me if I'm wrong, at least over 10 tattoos, which is pretty cool. I was wondering, though, since I re like recently literally got my first tattoo, which one is your personal favorite, and which one has which one has been the most painful to get, and which one has the funniest backstory? Um. Story so today. I have actually over 25 almost 30. oh my god um yeah i've been what? getting my first ones i got were on my 18th birthday yeah that's what um, i got as well mine was my 18th yeah, birthday i got it on my 18th birthday and then it's kind of like i've done you know really two or three since then but i found myself doing these bigger pieces um my favorite one, and i had to think really hard on this when i saw this question um i feel like and this may be a little dramatic i think it's one i haven't even done yet really? i think it's a tattoo i haven't done yet i like, is it when you're planning on getting yes yeah, yeah yes um i have two specifically um that are more like in honor of or memorial for um that I have like designed and absolutely love them. I just haven't had the time to do them yet. Um, so I would say one or, or both of those will probably be my favorite whenever I get an opportunity to get them done. Um, I don't necessarily dislike any of mine now, but I think originally for sure it, it came more from like I remember when I was like growing up, everyone was like, you have to have a good reason. Otherwise you'll hate them. They'll be on your body. Like, so I started out that way. I did. Yeah, I definitely yeah. started out that way. I wanted everything to like, it needed to be the most important meaning I could ever think of ever. Um, and then I got to a point of, I got one, you know, while I was drunk and then <laughs> I covered that one up and then- Oh no. What is that tattoo? What is the tattoo? It's um. Oh This wow. is the cover up of it. I got a, oh, like right. a flower originally. Sorry if I'm right. like covering my mic. 
No, I got no, a little pink flower right here originally by a friend that was an apprentice and she was oh. learning and she was learning. Let's just put it Sorry, that way. Let, let's just put it. Yeah, let's just put no, it that way. It wasn't, it wasn't that way. 10 out so of then 10. I covered it with a teacup and oh, flower. And that's lovely. So you can't even tell, you know, you. You wouldn't know the original tattoo is there unless I point it out because you can yeah. see a little bit of the pink line um, sometime in the in the teacup section. Um, but yeah, so that's, you know, I and think... then it just like transformed to I have a few just because I because. <laughs> Um, I think overall, there's a, there's a weird stigma with getting tattoos. Like, I feel like everyone's like, oh, it has to have a meaning that's, uh, like you said, like really prominent. But also, I feel like there's almost pressure for it to be a meaning universally. You know what I mean? You, like, I feel like sometimes you feel like, oh, I can't get that because someone else might think, oh, it's this. Or they might think yeah. it's bad because of this. But then you realize I, that yeah. you don't want to be restricted to like the four things that other people would like. <laughs> yeah. Um, my most painful I can show you, um, it is right underneath, I guess, my chest area across my ribs. Oh, and I darn, did it darn. on a whim. Um, my chair is a little creaky, but let's see if I can show you. <laughs> right, I'm intrigued. It's, a, it's a this right here. Wow, that is a big tattoo as well. That is a yeah. like, oh, dark. So it, um, it says always and forever. I did it on... A whim entirely and instantly regret it when i was sitting oh. there for about four oh, no. hours getting my oh. ribs tattooed i was gonna say that oh. would take a while right like that because yeah. i've never had a tattoo i'd imagine you'd be lying there like ah oh. <laughs> like, yeah. like mine took mine's like it, it's precise but it's still quite simplistic and it took two hours um yes. there's only one part of it that hurt because it was directly on a vein um Ooh. but the rest of it was fine like um i've literally just got a circuit board up my arm uh but like the end of it <laughs> no literally at the end you see like on the because i'm a skeleton, yeah oh basically. your wrist hurts yeah Ooh. that bit there's like a, there's like a, a node like a circular bit that goes uh. over like my main vein and that hurt because yes. <laughs> you could like feel it pulsate um and yes. i'm not sure how to explain it to other people who haven't had a tattoo but it, for what how I'd ex like explain it to people was it feels like a really precise sunburn. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. It, it like, like to me once you do, um, you know the outline never really bothers me. The shading starts to irritate, and I all of my tattoos are color besides that oh, one really. Yeah. Um, but when they go with the color, and because it's usually like three to seven needles at once, it it literally feels like. <laughs> just having like a scalpel dragged across. I can't imagine that at all. Yeah. I don't have any color on mine. Um <laughs> I'm I, I wouldn't I don't think I'd get a colored tattoo personally. Really? But um yeah, no I I don't know why I don't like it like on myself. Yeah. I I don't know why. I I like the black like just the the simple black outlines and stuff. Like this is just like details and stuff yeah. all in black. Mm. Well, it's um, interesting. So I I think I found myself in a weird place with my tattoos because my entire left arm is done. Um, oh, wow. But I often forget, honestly, that I have them. But yeah, I think it, I've also it's weirdly hit, common. It is. It, um, <laughs> and on my leg, and I have like my chest and my sides, and I showed you that like kind of in my sternum area. And like I have other ones, you know, that are kind of, I have one on one of my hands or my fingers. And 
but I just forget that they're there. But I think also I wish I would have maybe waited a little bit longer because I don't necessarily love the color on them either, even though all of mine are color. And I've like found that more as like a recent thing. Like I wish I, because my hair, this is the first time in several years that I have like my natural hair color, but yeah. I always usually go like, you probably can't tell, but uh, the very, the very bottom of it is all purple towards like the lower half of it. Um, but it's like, I go so colorful with what I wear and my hair and then the color tattoos. And it just like, just becomes like a mess of pattern and color. Mm. So it's like, I wish, you know, if I could do things different now, I wish I had more just black and gray. I wish I had, you know, appreciate it. I think the black and gray from my perspective can help you appreciate the designs more because then when it's color, all you pay attention to is the color. It's and the then color, yeah. Mine after. Um, but yeah, that was my most painful one. And then what was the last question? It was, uh, what was your personal favorite? But you've, yeah, that, you said it was like was um, kinda, the ones one that you're, you're going to have. Do you have yeah, a personal yeah. favorite, by the way, that you've got currently? Uh, maybe. Um, <laughs> the, on I just think they're like, hmm. Yeah, that scares me know. a little bit. So I, it's so hard to like remember where my camera is. Um, <laughs> but I have one, you know, that's right here. All right, yeah. Heart. Um, and I got that as like a matching tattoo with a friend that has been my best friend since second grade. Oh, um, lovely. yeah. And being in my thirties, early thirties now is a long time to have a friend. And then I think the one that people judge me the most on, but is somehow one of my favorites is actually, wait, 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 where are we? I don't know how to do it. It's, oh gosh, it's I this one right this here. It. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. 29 it's, is that. So it's 29. Originally, um, I got that to symbolize this a lot in my life. Um, I got it when I was going through a divorce from a very abusive, toxic, like, marriage situation but conveniently it's not convenient at all and it's not funny at all i think it is in hindsight um my dad died when i was 29 i got divorced and started making choices for myself when i was 29 um i'm obviously since remarried but um and then uh i got in a major head-on collision when i was 29 and it's really like the 29th year of my life has changed so much about my life. So even though I don't necessarily love the design of the tattoo now, again, in hindsight, um, it's very sentimental I, though. I like it, it has, has a lot of meaning, a lot of meaning to it that it's one that I probably see the most often or recognize the most often on my own arm. And it just yeah. has it. That year of my life was wild. Year. Yeah, wow. it sounds as I mean, for all that to happen, you know, in one year, you know, like it never might even like for some, you know, even 10 years, like in that span is a long, you know what I'm saying? But like a year, a single year for all that to happen, it's just, 
it's madness. It's going to be one of the roughest years. You know what I'm saying? That's what it would be. But, yeah. you know, I mean, at least you got through that. And it, it is quite, it's, it's, an, it's an amazing thing to have to an extent. I mean, I know it's obviously meaning behind it isn't like in a sense amazing, but it, it's in the sense of like, it, it's it's for you, it's personal. That's what it is. And to have that there always, and you have to remind yourself of that, not in a sense that you want to remind yourself of it constantly, but it's good to have that there. So I think that's, it's a lovely tattoo to have, honestly. I think that's a, that's a really good answer. Joe's actually waiting on getting his uh, Minecraft logo tattooed oh, as a tramp stamp. It, it's yes, honestly like, oh I'm looking god. forward to it. God, oh my god, what? Maybe <laughs> put it in a better place if you asked me. Oh my I god, know, right? <laughs> I've actually never had a tattoo and I feel kind of left out here. I, I wanted, I've always thought about getting a tattoo. I always want to get one on my forearm or something, but never, I'm, like, ever, I'm ever planning on getting more. Do you actually like... Um, do you actually think you'll get one? And if you if you do, do you think what it well, would be? Well, I don't know. I I feel like I like to. I know, like I've got. No, I've only got one pierced in my ear. I've got like no tattoos. I feel like I'm very like pure. You were saying stuff. You're yeah. pure. Innocent. You're, I'm innocent. You're saying yeah. like in the sense where like uh, I know I definitely I would be interested in it, but I want to get one that would like mean something to me. Like I, I think mm. the ones that I've talked about in the past is that I, there's been two that I thought about getting, and one's for my mother, and one's for my father. And there's two quotes that are very different. One's my mother's, which is always stand by your guns, which is you know always like stand by yourself. Another one's from my father, which is very cold, but can represents him, which is there's no friends in business, which is like, well, you ever since so it's it's kind of like two polar yeah. opposites that I've thought about getting, and I'm like, don't know about the second one, but the first one. Definitely. I love you know how <laughs> contrast it is. Like, um, you're you're like very family orientated, very serious. Oh, like, yeah. I just want, like I want to get like patchwork on my arm. Oh, don't get um, me wrong, I'd love to get some sort of funny stuff. Like I'm, I, I love to make people laugh and bring enjoyment. And if if I could do something to myself that would, if you look at it, it would make you giggle, go, oh my god, look at that idiot there with that bloody tat. Like I'll do it. Like I, I would make someone laugh. I do it for the, the jokes of it, but then again, I would get some some references like references and stuff to like stuff that I enjoy, um, and like slowly add to it over the years and stuff. Like, cause, you know, I've got the whole like I was raised by the internet sort of stuff that I'm like yeah. working on. I'd love to contribute to that because it's been a big part of my life. I thought like a few like references to like some old bits like that would be quite cool. Um, I want to get awesome. and this this is because I know it's dumb because it's like oh you know that's a that's a an interest and a, a YouTube thing and all that sort of thing. But I want to get like um. I want to get three separate masks on my um, on my arm from right. three of my favorite bits of uh, media, um, oh, okay. which I think would be really cool. But they go like along each other um, on my arm or something. I, I thought it'd be That's like a, a cool like I don't know because I've always had like my interest in like uh, I love the old Friday the Thirteenth stuff and you obviously know this Joe, but yeah, I, um, yeah. I thought that would be really cool just to have. I want to do like patchwork stuff. I don't want colored stuff. I just want loads of like patchwork on my arm. I think that would look quite cool. But I don't yeah. think I would deviate much from other parts of my body. I don't want to be like heavily tatted, if you know what you I mean. See, originally yeah. I went into it like never on my arms. <laughs> I'm never gonna do my arms. Like psh, I'll do because my first ones were on my like sides on my ribs and like then I did yeah. the leg and then all that stuff and I was like, as long as it's not on my arms, like I'm cool. And then that was like my third, third or fourth tattoo on my arms. And then it changed. <laughs> like well, mm. I think especially when you're a little bit younger and you maybe have more of like the expendable income. That was the first thing I always yeah. did. I was like, I got some cash, a tattoo. Like <laughs> now, now I, I absolutely will continue to get more, I think. Um, yeah. At least a few more, but I, I don't feel like the need to do it anymore, if that makes sense. Yeah. But to be I've honest, heard a lot of people get an addiction it, to it. Yeah. If I could do it all over again, I would go more the theme of Gab Smulders, if you know who she is. All of her tattoos. Um, she's a Jack Septicai's girlfriend. Oh, oh, wow. oh! I do know who she I've is. Never, yeah, I've no, I've seen, seen her. her all of her tattoos are themed around her favorite video games, and they oh, look so that's dope. What, 
That's what I want to do with the. But I want to do it in patchwork. Um, Joe, you know what patchwork is, right? Like the, so, the yeah. tattoo style, yeah. <laughs> like I don't want any colors, just the little like um the the bits and bobs around the arm and stuff. Like I yeah. like I said, I want the free masks. Um, I thought about getting um the aperture logo, which is these um the lab from Portal. Oh, okay, um, right, okay. And then I also thought at some uh, also getting the black flag logo as well. Oh, okay. Like just the little like the A with the skull in the middle. I thought that'd be quite yeah. cool. But little bits like that. I think I love seeing people with that sort of like interests like on their arms and stuff. I'm not sure if you've watched Count Dankula yourself. Uh, but he's got a full arm of like um video game like memorabilia and stuff. Um I've even had people come into my work with like the warlock symbol from Destiny. Um oh, wow. and that was really interesting because I was like I, I, re I recognize that and he's like, ah, oh, you've played Destiny. I'm like, I, I love that little like sense of community. It's, it's quite cool fun. to be able to show the, your interest via artwork on your body. I think that's a really yeah. cool way to also kind of like spark up a conversation with someone. Like I could, I can like, again, I've got no tattoos, but I can see that myself and go, that'd be awesome. You know, if you work like a colleague or you're, you know, with someone and you see they've got a tattoo of say a game, like for me, Crash Bandicoot, right? I love Crash Bandicoot when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, Crash is one of my faves. But like, if I still answer, I'd be like, yo, you're into Crash? Like immediately we're friends. Like there's, there's no question yeah, about I it. Yeah, I think it immediately. is. I think it allows you to connect with people in a different way versus yeah. like all of mine are more like flora and fauna, like birds and flowers yeah. and like tea and like general things that I like related. Uh, I have like a bird cage and stuff like that, um, which of course I, they are what they are for me and that's my choices yeah. and decisions I made. They have meanings to you. Yeah. But I just, uh, I like find what she has done because she's, she has a logo and stuff like that from a game, but she's like taken her own pieces and interpreted them in some artistic way. And she has like almost, I think both of her entire arms done. She has her chest and Whoa. it's all for her favorite games, which her favorite game and my favorite game are the same. And I've just been so inspired. Oh, that, that was the other one I wanted to do. Um, have you ever heard, I feel like you, I saw that you played, what was the, the game is it is it Roki? What was the Roki? Yes, yes. It's sort of similar to that art style wise. Have you ever seen Night in the Woods? Yes. It's, I love that game to be probably one of my favorite games of all times. Um, you know, like how it's May, the, like the cat, has the um the nightmare eyes. Yes. Part. I want to get that somewhere, like custom artwork of that. I think that would be really cool. It's just a cat that says Nightmare Eyes, and she's got like the big eyes open. It's really cool. I think Joe would really like that, actually. Perhaps. But, um, I feel like naturally cat tattoos for me would be like a given. You know, so when it comes down to it, but like, that would be pretty cool. I can't lie. But no, that was that was some really good answers to those questions. I can't lie, Cass. It was actually good ones, honestly. Um, you mentioned in your channel update video called Where Have I Been? Uh, that you're now a chat moderator, obviously this was a little while ago, of course now, but that you're now a chat moderator and stream chat voice moderator for the Minecraft YouTuber Looney, who, for those of you who don't know, is a content creator with 670,000 subscribers and over 45 million channel views. How did you get introduced to Looney and eventually become such a high up individual in his community? Um, so originally it was just from a viewer standpoint. Um, I think I found him a little about like six and a half, seven months into his first hardcore world that he had had on his channel that he's since lost. Oh. Um, but they had put out a community post almost, I don't know, it's, it was over a year ago, but they had put out a community post almost a year and a half ago, you know, asking for anyone to apply to be a moderator. Um, and at the time, I think he only had two. Um, and one of them since no longer is there, um, but the other one still is. And I had applied, like filled out a Google doc for it. Um, 
and was contacted back right away. I did an interview with him and chatted with him and got to know, you know, a few people or the two people that were on the team at the time. Um, yeah, and got selected for it. And then it's been over a year now. And I'm, I've taken a little bit more of a backseat since the beginning right. of summer. Um, I'm a backup now. Um, and that's because they're, they've actually, they have quite a big team now and there's a lot of people and they are all filling in the slots. And then I've taken kind of more of a backseat as a backup mod. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm still, the community is great. I really love all the people in there. A lot of them are significantly younger than me. So there's like a different dynamic there in that. Um, but yeah, we have like a mod SMP that we plan together. We don't publicly do anything with it. No, no one, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's no just, for, it's just for friends. It, it's just for yeah. us, but well, we were really good at being on there. And then, you know, as time has gone on, I haven't been on there in probably about two or three months. Um, but yeah, I'm still, I check that discord every day. I'm still chatting with people. I've become pretty close with some of them. Um, but yeah, it's just a really cool little place. I like it, it. It was nice. It was nice because uh, in your video, you're like, you know, for anybody who just came over from Looney's end, you're like, yeah, yes, this is me. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like they're, they're coming yeah. over and we're checking you and stuff like that. That's really awesome in general. It's such a lovely little thing. You know yeah, I got about? a lot of being like, are you the mod that, are you the one that's modding for Looney? You know, and at the time he was yeah. only on YouTube. So it was easier yeah. to find who I was then yeah, he because he just clicked on the... my name and I used yeah. the same channel. Whereas yeah. now, since he does most most everything on Twitch, um, my my name and everything is the same on Twitch, so it's yeah. you know whatever. Yeah. But yeah, but I, it's not the same. It, like as interaction because it can't click on the name and come directly. No, kind of thing. no, no. So it's like I've had a few a few people hang around that have come over from that. Um, but I don't, I'm not looking to gain and you know obviously. No, no. It's just a friendship. It's just a friendship it's and known people. Yeah. But he's he's a great guy. He's really nice. We will do, like I said, the mod SMP and then we'll play games together. You know, oh, we try to lovely. do that pretty often just to interact with each other in a different way yeah. than us all being in his kind of earpiece talking to him yeah. you know, when he's streaming. Yeah, so. no, I get you. Oh, There's like a whole team behind it just backing him <laughs> constantly. I'm like an earpiece, like an FBI call. It is kind of crazy how many people are there. Um, when it's really busy, there will be usually like six or seven people there and we'll try to give the voice mod position to one person. And for a while, that's all I did was voice mod for him. So I would read the questions to him and, you know, because it's he does check the chat and all of that stuff. And I know a lot of people are discouraged thinking he never does, but he does. Um, but it's just hard when you're trying to stay alive in your hardcore world. And oh yeah, and there's like the chats getting flooded through and yeah. The donations, you know, all of that stuff yeah. that come in, he definitely stops and pauses and reads those and hmm. but yeah, it's just I'm just imagining playing Minecraft and having like someone spam the letter R on like the text to speech constantly. Like that <laughs> oh, would infuriate me oh, so quickly. Saying, just get worked <laughs> up by it, yeah. No, gosh darn. I, I commend him. I don't know how he does it because he has the game in his ear. He has the music he's playing in the background. And then he has us talking. And sometimes we'll have like 
all the mics open for everyone to step uh, it's chaotic it can it's not usually but it can be when we want yeah. it to be that way and i don't know how he does it like <laughs> to be in the middle of a sentence because he doesn't you could i mean if you've ever watched him stream he never stops talking mm -hmm. i mean that in a good way of course yeah yeah, not, not of course yeah not throwing not, shade yeah, <laughs> Uh, he's talking to listen to what anyone says to him he tells us to interrupt him and say it yeah so i'm like an example when i was doing it i'm talking to him the entire time that he's also talking and playing um, so then he's having to decipher and listen actively listen to what i said to re-say the question back to the audience yeah then answer the question but he was already talking about something else when I started talking. So it's like, I don't know how that, that is a, that is a skill. That is it's, a skill. You know, he's taking information in and also putting information yeah. out at the same time simultaneously, which is always yes. quite a challenge. I mean, for me, I can't do that on my streams. If, so if I'm, if I'm, you know, in the midst of like a deep kind of topic or something, you know, somebody cuts me off. I'm like, what? Give me a minute. You know, like, I just ate. Joe, if you need a moderator to like talk in your ear for a few hours, I'm down to just scream oh, into yeah, my just, microphone just, for a while. Be, yes. <laughs> it was just a really, it was a really different thing to get used to because originally like everything you learn you know as you grow up and in, in learning how to talk to people is if someone's talking to you you're not supposed to talk or mm -hmm. you're not supposed to interrupt or you know so to literally work against those things was weird because i felt really awkward in the beginning being like but i'm talking over you and i'm talking it's like you're breaking human nature like it's what's taught to you <laughs> so young to the point where it's like oh no I'm, it's weird, I'm being told to do what I'm not supposed to do. Once you do it for a while, you know, I just don't ever shut up when I'm doing it. And I just <laughs> keep talking. And then, you know, there's usually like me and this girl, Jay, will usually always be on there. And she'll, her and I will be laughing and going at each other while he's playing and talking. So, like, we give him a hard time sometimes. Has there <laughs> ever been, like, some really bad miscommunication on there? Like, where things have gone wrong? Yes. Uh, but it's always been, like, in good fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we've made things chaotic. There's never been anything that has happened bad. A lot of times we'll find ourselves chat will be, you know, they have a really big thing of wanting to discuss pineapple on pizza. And we will talk about it in his ear. Like we will unmute ourselves to just start going at it. Each other yeah. And we'll be fighting, you know, playfully in his ear. Yeah, but yeah, he's yeah, still trying to have a conversation with chat and play. His More game. importantly, yeah. what is your stance on that? Absolutely. <laughs> it's so delicious. It's good. See, it's not the best, people, but it's good. People have said, I've never had pineapple pizza. Pizza never tried it, but there's a lot of people that say it's terrible. And it's like, it can't be that bad. I don't know. My I favorite pizza ever will always be. Like your standard pizza, but the toppings would be pineapple, black olives, and artichoke hearts. Uh, pepperoni and lots of um, jalapenos. And they said jalapenos, but that goes against everything. I, I, I just taste jalapenos. Just, just pepperoni. <laughs> just just pepperoni. I just want meat-filled pizza. That's what it is. No, I, I want to. I don't want to enjoy my food. Cheese only, and I'm like, that's so boring. That's. <laughs> that's I so want boring. like flavor. Yes, all the different things. Yeah. I want it to burn my mouth. I don't want it to be in any way enjoyable. The she thing that I, I really like about this script, by the way, is the fact that we've gone into how you're constantly speaking into something that you started doing this year is non-commentary YouTube content, such yeah. as your Minecraft and Chill long play episodes, which could vary from 30 minutes to over two hours of you just playing a game, obviously not always Minecraft, and not speaking at all. What made you 
my, my, my computer cut off there for a second. My screen <laughs> went black and it scared me. I will tell you that. Something has happened to my to just all my technology today. Joe's done something. But what made you interested in this type of content and why do you think people enjoy it so much? I originally got interested in it because of just personal things that have been going on with me this year. And I wasn't interested in wanting to talk, I guess, at the time, if that's a good way to put it. Mm -hmm. I also just, I wanted things to be extremely chill in my life at the time. Um, And I, I also value it from the way of just like, just full attention on the game because I'm sure as maybe you both know or are aware of how how much more mentally exhausting it can be while you are playing a game and you have music in your ear and you're talking to chat and you're reading things and that has a time and place and I really value and appreciate that as well but I think for I, I knew I needed to find like a balance between my own personal chaos and things that were happening in my life and still being able to do my most enjoyed outlet of playing games. So I needed to find like a middle ground of, I just want to throw some lo-fi girl on and I just want to play my game. You needed a method where you could relax and continue doing what you were doing. Yeah, like I just, I just wanted to vibe to the game and I just didn't want to feel like I had to entertain anyone else. And I just, I just wanted to chill. I but I, I, wanted, like, I wanted a game at the same time, and I just yeah. didn't, didn't want to feel... Of course, it would be pressure I'd be putting on myself, but I didn't want to um, feel like I was putting all this pressure on myself to entertain or be, you know, laughing or anything when that wasn't how I felt, you know, at the time. At that moment. Yeah, no, I, I, I do understand that. Sorry to cut. I do understand that, honestly. I, I think, like... um. There's a very big difference between playing a game and enjoying it, and then obviously I'm the you know play a game to stream it or to record it. Um, like I, I very like I don't at all really often. I, I get very little time to do it. I don't get to play games just to kind of get immersed and enjoy them, uh, and that's because I'll be having to do commentary or having to stream or having to read the chat or stuff. And it, it's nice. I mean, I'm not against that. I love it. I love it. I'm very blessed to be able to do that. Um, and I, I'm very appreciative of my audience and stuff, but it is one of those things where it's a very different feeling. You know, when, yes. when it's a very different feeling from, you know, you know, having to do commentary and having to focus on the chat, but not being able to focus on the game as opposed to actually being able to just focus on the game and being able to live in the moment. I think that happens it. to a lot of people who do YouTube gaming content in general. Like, uh, even if I, like, I get, and every now and then I get to play a game for a few hours, which is quite nice, but it, I, it's almost been tainted for me, I would say. Like, I can sit down and I'll play a game, but I'll be like, I should record this because what if I need it or what if I need to make a video? Uh, Why am I playing a game and not gaining from it? You know, like why am I not making something off this? Yeah, I don't know. If I if I play a game and don't make anything, it feels stressful in a weird way. I think that's another good way that you know you can or I think about personally about like long plays and stuff like that is just like it takes it makes me feel more like it's maybe double edged because yes, I'm recording it. And yes, I'm putting it out there with it getting views or whatever potential. Um, but I think I visualize it more from the standpoint of it's the adult way in my mind to almost feel like a kid again, of just enjoying a game, just playing mm. it and just enjoying it. 
No, I, I agree with that. I really do, honestly. It's, it's a fair way to put it. I do agree with that. I think a lot of people that I know that are doing long-form content, it's, uh, it's something that's new to me. I've never done it before. It's something that's very new to me. When I initially saw you doing it as well, I was quite kind of... I was quite surprised, but I was also quite interested because it was like, you know what kind of content is is and it's just sitting there and, and merely just enjoying the game and getting to play it without having to worry about having to do commentary having to keep a conversation and do a proper let's play episode in that regard and it's a lot more relaxing and a part of me was like i kind of like that i really do it's quite relaxing it's quite chill and you could watch that and relax it as well and i guess that's why a lot of long plays do have a lot of views as well with a lot of people that do them because it's just you're not hearing somebody blether on about something you know you're not no. hearing none of that just get to watch them play a game yeah, if you're studying or you have something, it's almost like how a lot of us can sometimes put like the TV on in the background or like a streamer on in the background while you're also doing your own thing. It's like therapeutic white noise. I, yeah. I think in a way, it, in a way. Yeah, I think it's just something else to, if you watch it, it's especially if someone plays in like shaders or something for Minecraft specifically. Um, it's just beautiful content but also like if they just have a playlist going that's just like chill and you can vibe with like it can be so relaxing and i've fallen asleep to watching other creators do that that's lovely yeah just like yeah. a more a more i think what to go back to your original question like i think what originally apart from my own personal stuff that pushed me into it was because of you know, being a stream chat moderator and because I was in, you know, that type of environment. And then because I was doing my own hardcore world and doing all this other stuff that like everything was so much all the time that it was just nice to like, I'm still just chilling. I'm playing a game, yeah. but I'm, I'm not like there is nothing extra to just enjoying the game. Cause I feel <laughs> like we get away from that a lot. When definitely we make content definitely 100% i agree with that yeah. 100% that's a great answer to that i give you that that's a, again you're full of great answers to you. i'm giving you honestly these are some really good answers to the questions it's too wholesome <laughs> it yeah. is it really is um all right all right cassandra excuse me we have a reoccurring segment on our podcast called the forgotten seven where we ask our guests seven a little bit more personal but not too personal questions to get to know them a bit better and help paint a more clear picture as to who they are as a person behind the content they produce so what i'll do is i'll ask you seven questions and if you can just give us the most genuine answers does that sound all right yes. good story easy getting tongue ties easy yeah. peasy easy peasy um, quick now make them does... harder yes I'm saying. <laughs> that's that's it yes um, what does your typical content creation outfit look like? Like, what do you wear when you're usually just chilling and creating content? Um, probably pajamas. That's an awesome be, answer. Or, or if I'm going to be in the video, it's like a somewhat decent shirt and like leggings. I give you that. That's a great answer. You know, nobody, and this is the, the mind-boggling part to that question. I've never heard a single person say pajamas. Have you, Joe? I've never heard yeah. someone say pajamas. No, we, it's always typically no, um, like, shorts like our shorts, or, jeans, like, yeah. or whatever I'm wearing, or no, if you're weird, you put your shoes on. No. See my legs? Like, I'm going to be in pajamas. Let's yeah. just be real. Or I, like... I am an adult child who will wear like a onesie all day. Oh my god, yes, that is that is like bliss. Yeah. You're saying you're living on a tear. Like, my full zip up, little like with little feet and stuff like. Heck oh, yeah, yeah you're living that comfy life on the next level. That is. Yeah. A level I wish I had the ability to sit there and say I would do this in my pajamas. It sounds comfy, but I would be like way too lazy in that. Like I need to get overly <laughs> formal to do anything. Well, like, see, that's granted, I'm in a Luigi form. suit right now. You make the, the long play in your pajamas, so you could just chill. Yeah, 
can just chill in the pajamas, sit there with maybe a drink, and just sit and just relax. You know what I'm gonna yeah. do a long a play in a suit. Oh my, in a suit, yes, yes, very nice. <laughs> yes. I would um, though. That's the thing. <laughs> you would. I, I believe that. What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? I thought about this one for a while, and it's a hard I one. Think originally, I was gonna be like something my mom said to me of like, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all, because that's helped me a lot in my adult life, a lot. But I think more so, this is gonna come out very generic, but of accepting people for who they are. And I think over time, like as cheesy and generic as it is, over time it's transformed more for me of just meeting people where they're at. And I, I mean that from the standpoint of like, just giving grace to every situation with every person because we are all going through something oh, yeah. and you're going through something, I'm going through something, but I'm trying my best and I'm going to assume you're trying your best. And I think it's like coming, you know, more from a place of just like non-judgment. Yeah, I understand yeah. everybody's got their own issues going I, on. I'm just gonna meet where you're at. I'm gonna accept yeah. what you're giving me and and then I'm, I'm not gonna overcomplicate it. I think that's mm -hmm. been very, very valuable to me in my life, especially the last like two years for sure. That's just, a good answer. Yeah, just meeting someone where they're at and not coming into anything with assumptions because I know that's hard to do or to not judge yeah, someone or a situation by what you at a time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, just just meeting someone at the level that they're at and just accepting whatever it is. And if it's not for me, then it's not for me, and I move on. But yeah. Yeah, no, that's, a, that's a, I guess that is probably one of the best answers we've had to that question on a level of maturity because we've had people that have answered with some great answers as well. But that that right there is probably the best in, in level of maturity because it is kind of one of those things that this is you know, just I guess the season's wholesome episode. To, yeah, that that's what it is. But <laughs> it, you're meant to, you know, I, I, as you become an adult, you're saying like uh, you are meant to acknowledge that with people. You know, some people have things going on. You know, you can't judge a book by its cover, so to speak. Obviously, if it's not your cup of tea, it's not your cup of tea. But don't try and judge them preemptively. You know what I'm saying try yeah. and look at them for what they are right now. And trying to understand that they've got something going on they've been through some stuff and the same way you have you're saying maybe different things of course but in the same sense of they're in the midst of either going through something or just coming out of something or maybe just going into something yes i so, think that i think that humanizes people a lot more oh, yeah. when you're dealing with someone and you're like hey you're going through this thing you know not that it excuses anyone's behavior specifically no, yeah. but from your perspective, I think it can help you paint a clearer picture as to the person yeah, like, and how they maybe got where they're at. Just have more empathy for a person in general. Yeah. To be like, you're going through some things and I don't like the way that you're acting and or treating me or treating others, but it like um, I think it goes along the lines of even something that I've like talked with my son about recently of like sometimes hurt people hurt others. Hmm. And just keeping that in mind that like it doesn't excuse their behavior and it doesn't make anything they've no. done okay at all ever but it gives you a bit of like a frame of reference it, yeah it allows you to still put them in the perspective of they are still a human and they yeah. are allowed to make mistakes or you know what i mean just like definitely not definitely. trying to come from anything to be too harsh or no. cynical about things because i think we can sometimes do that as humans too just be like oh, this person. Yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> joe, joe said here's a mastodic 
just said you're like you should be cynical. You're saying, yeah, my best it, advice it, is shoot to kill. No, <laughs> like, no, I, you live by it, but <laughs> I live by it. Yeah, now I sound more American. God damn, but yeah, Jesus. Truly. God, uh, but uh, no, but I think I think you're right, 100. percent You know, it, it's it's definitely the case. You know, people that are hurting, they often hurt other people. You know, they, they project emotions yes. that they're getting projected on. Projection onto them. That's is how a it huge is. thing. Um, and it's now this feels like it's aimed at me. I get it, you know. But like, no, no. But like, um, it, it definitely is one of those things where you know, if you understand that, you can also hopefully as well prevent yourself from carrying for continuing the circle. You know, a lot of people yes. like when they're hurt, like they said, they, they project their emotions on other people, and yes. it's never intended. You know, sometimes it can be, but the majority of it isn't especially loved ones the closest to you are often the ones who feel it the most but it's never intentional especially to loved ones it can be that case um but it's important if you can take that if you're getting negativity if you're getting hate if you're getting you know bad vibes if you want to call it that and you can take that and not dish it out and you can kind of accept it tell people how you're feeling and let it go from there and whatnot but it's, it's good to be able to obviously look at things yeah and be able well, to I mean, acknowledge it's also... them what they are a lot of it also is just like the way that someone acts or the things that they do says everything about them and nothing about me. Exactly. You know, that's, and that's, I like, you these sound like I'm, I mean, these may sound like some real mom things, but I've just done a lot of healing these last couple of years. And I've had to like, just cut ties with like worrying or finding myself. Cause I would start getting anxiety about, you know, acting as if I needed to help or heal or take care of, like be like a caretaker for other people's problems. And then I would take it on hmm. and then I would get exhausted. And it's like, yeah, I think you, it's, you don't need to. Yeah. That's I think things. it's more just about taking care of myself, but then also recognizing the fact that I think everybody deserves some grace and whatever they're going through. Cause for sure, everything is happening for everybody. It seems like all the yeah. time. Yeah, that's it for sure. That's that's uh, yeah, that's that's exactly. I can't really say much more to that. exactly. You said that's exactly it. You know, that's, that's I can't really comment is. on this. It's too nice. Oh, that's, it? it's too nice. It's too good. Joe said, "We're sitting here with this." Joe's just sitting like I don't know what to say here. God, it's my I'm job to absolutely saying. break down the positivity, but oh my god. I mean, and god you down. know what? I don't shy away from that either because oh, there man. is nothing I love more than getting into a deep conversation with oh, someone. For sure. Like I oh, am yeah. not a surface level person. I don't no. want to talk to you about the weather and no. what's been I can't, going I can't on. do small talk. Like, well, there I, goes I our next four talk. questions. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you can stop. But it's like, no, I, I'm definitely the same way. I'm, I'm not really great at small talk. I'm a good friend of mine called Ree, and she knows this. And God love her for it, right? Like, we can't sit there and talk about the weather or whatnot. If I, if I start bringing it up, she knows I'm bored, or she knows that I need to, like, I, my head's somewhere else. She's like, right, what do you want to talk about? Yeah, we need yeah. to be an engaged, deep conversation. That. I like to chip away people and have it, not in a bad way, but in a good way, be able to learn more about who they truly are. And that's why I love this. <laughs> I like to watch them because... slowly break down in front of me. <laughs> no, you're saying no, like, chip no, them like, down. <laughs> but no, like, I like to get to know that the, the real person behind what they present online that's why i love this podcast and why i do so much research i mean with walker or wumba same idea and with many of other guests i love to come away with a, an insight of i know them for them as opposed to them for you know the, the content they produce and that's important yeah uh, but i do love the deeper conversations for sure, for sure. A, a good example of that is that you know like the uncut versions that will eventually come out yeah is yeah a lot of our conversation we don't speak often properly we do voice messages obviously which go back and forth all the time about the podcast and projects etc yeah. and things that are going on but when we do have a conversation we're like yeah we've got to go in five minutes and it'll be like an hour later and yeah, we'll be chatting about literally bad. anything but yeah. it'll always go into something deep <laughs> a deep a deep yeah. conversation it's, it's mad stuff 
Well, I guess next question, of course, naturally going to ask, and this one, I, I, it's again, Joe, Joe said a minute ago, oh, here we go, you've said the other questions are all positive. Um, what gives you your motivation? And just to do anything, doesn't have to be content creation, it could be just waking up in the morning to want to get out of bed and, and do what you're going to do that day. What gives you your motivation? It's a big one. This may sound a little darker than my intention, um, right. but Finally. I think, yeah, I think it's just the fact that like life is going to go on regardless, so I might as well do something fun with it. I think or yes. I might a level as that. well try to have a good time, or yeah, I might I, as well, you know, because it's like yeah, no, I get you, I get you. The, 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 think, the, you know, the, the play is going on. You know, what I'm saying like at the end of the day, you can either be involved or you can't be involved. You may as well be involved and make some sort of mark. I think that's well, gonna, like, like I think I've just learned that through trauma too. Like I, I am so not tired, but I hear so often like you're so strong, and I don't know how you get through this. And it's like not to placate people and not to downplay anyone's concerns or like just understanding for things that I've gone through in my life or anyone for that matter. But I think a lot of it really just comes down to, I don't have a choice. Um, so, <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, like you, you how do you family. Through you, this you, and how yeah, this, how are yeah, you you're strong to get through this? And it's like, I don't really have an option. I'm just um, going to keep taking it and just keep I just have forward. to keep moving. Yeah. And if um, I, I know too much about what it's like to sit in a negative space and how and toxic that is for my own life, mm -hmm. that sure, I'm more positive, but I do have extremely cynical moments of like just hating on everything and thinking everything's the worst and all that drama. But I think generally it, it is entirely just because of the fact that life just goes on whether yeah. you're ready or not so yeah whether you want to be involved or not it's still going on or miss the train. yeah yeah so you can either sit there and dwell or you can sit there and just get get moving and try and make things better yeah and it, it's easy to sit there and dwell i mean i think a lot of people agree with that when it comes into negative headspaces and wonder we've all been there but it's very easy to want to just sit there and just oh god like what i do and you know just sit in that the, kind of there's space, a but there's a guy that i saw making, making doing moves. a speech on this sort of thing sorry to cut you off no, no, but it just it completely reminded me uh, saying like if you have time to think that's when you start to fail yes because it is a mental build and i've always got this it's like even today um I, I worked early and i never work early but because i come home and become so exhausted i'm just sitting there thinking so i'm not doing anything however i think to do like i am now i'm preoccupied you know it's something i feel like a lot of people you know it's like how busy people get more done lazy people don't even though they have more time i think that's quite valuable like yeah. the overanalyzing, the overthinking, the overplanning, like we discussed earlier, it just yeah. like it gets in the way of doing anything or making progress. For sure, definitely. Yeah, yeah that's that's again, we're we're moving forward with these. These are some really good forgotten seven ones. I give you that because honestly, because they really are. Yeah. Um, this next one here, Joel loves this one. It's one of our favorites here. What's your favorite gift you have ever received, and why? I love so, I had to think really hard about this. But I am not a person that values, gosh, this is going to sound so cheesy. I am not a person that values my, my physical, oh gosh, as I smack my mic, my, what is the word I'm looking for? My possessions. Yeah, exactly. Materialistic. Yeah. Yes, not materialistic. I, I, I think you referenced this in the script somewhere, but like I've lost everything to a fire before and that instantly yeah. showed me how none of this stuff matters. Like, sure, it's mm -hmm. fun, but if I lose it all tomorrow, will I be sad? Yes, it's but it's not the end of the world. Yeah. I think to me, 
my favorite gift, I wouldn't necessarily say it's something I received, but it's something I do every year for my birthday. And I go to a pumpkin patch and get myself a cupcake. Oh, and that's so it's a, like yeah, I kind of give a gift to yourself. Yeah, year. gift. Yeah, yeah, gift to yourself. It stresses me out how likable this is. It really annoys me. <laughs> like it really annoys me because it's so wholesome and I like it a lot. But like I don't like feeling this positive. Like uh, we always have people come and say, "Oh, I, um, the one thing I am glad that you didn't say because everyone enjoys this and it's a, just a universal thing as a content creator. You're one of the first people to come on and be like, "Oh, yeah, it's my my community." I'm like, no, be materialistic or be wholesome. <laughs> but you, you, oh, you've blown it out of the park because like I think. We've had, only had a few uh, guests that's actually given us physical objects. I think it's like, yeah. been like two or three. The rest of them, it's been community or I don't know or something. Well, I don't I'm know. not a fan ever and will never be of just placating someone to be like, it's my fans, which I mean, yeah. you know, the community is awesome great. and yeah, I appreciate but... them and it's no disrespect in any way, shape or form. But when I think about something like from a material standpoint, my stuff is whatever. Um, mm -hmm. So it would definitely have to be the fact that every, cause my birthday is October 6th. Um, so I take myself to the first pumpkin patch of the year. I get my first pumpkin. Um, I'll go through like the corn maze and I enjoy the heck out of it every year. And then I will go get myself like a cupcake or a dessert and go home. Uh, yeah, just have get a some nice day. Like, and like call it yeah. a day. And that's all I want for my birthday every year. I get my first pumpkin. Um, I'll go through like the corn maze and I enjoy the heck out of it every year. And then I will go get myself like a cupcake or a dessert and go home. Uh, yeah. Just have get a some nice day. Like, and like call it yeah. a day. And that's all I want for my birthday every year ever. Just a nice chill day that's yeah. your control of. That's lovely. Yeah. That's a good answer. I give you that. That's a good. Do you want to say like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's so oh, I can't. I can't. No, it's just nice. I don't understand how to like process it. It's like it, I don't. It's annoying. It really, I don't know why it's annoying. It just is. It's so cool. I promise everything I said is truly, genuinely my actual yeah. answers to stuff. Like, She's I'm just lying. She actually just doesn't do anything. She's just angry all the time. I'm not trying to be like uh, cutesy for YouTube or no, anything no. like that. No, yeah. it's just. I think oh. I've spent too much of my life going through trauma and bad crap that like it's kind of or I've forced myself to have a more positive outlook on life because if I don't I will lose my mind. I oh, yeah. I how how many people are you know struggling with depression and like other really really hard difficult things in life. Um I think you know I just I may not be the most positive person to everybody. Um, and that's something I really struggle with. Like what I, when I talked about like going through stuff this last couple of years, I've had a lot of like family related drama. Um, and it's been very difficult for me to go through and deal with. So I think the only way I know how to not be consumed by that stuff and it feel like everything is awful is to be looking for the silver lining and everything and that yeah. may be way cheesy but that's fine i'll take it like i'd be happy than unhappy yeah and i mean i'm not always happy but it just i just all i can do is my best and if it's not good enough for someone then it's not good enough for someone and i just move no. on
That's, she's that's quite great. literally impervious. impervious. <laughs> that's a great answer, so I'll give you that. Um, at this point in time, how would you exactly describe the way you're feeling? This is so meta. <laughs> <laughs> I think right now... Um, she's Agony. hating us. She hates us. That's what it is. She's going to say yeah. I'm, I'm better. You're right. The one in green is a proper yeah. annoying one. <laughs> I think right now I... I'm struggling a lot with a lot of things in my life. Um, it's a duality because there's a lot of things that are difficult, but the things, or I guess the people I have in my life make it a lot easier to deal with things like my husband specifically, or like support systems, or even in the sense of like the people I play with in the SMP, like I just vibe with some of them so good. Um, and so there's always like a positive with that, but overall, generally, I feel well. I I could feel better. Things could be better, um, but they have been and could be a lot worse. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. That's good <laughs> I, all, all I keep saying is good answer, but it's the truth. But you know, as soon as I get off of here, we're going out to eat breakfast. So oh I'm yeah, yeah. Very I can't believe you sat here and you're like, oh, I'm not good at small talk. <laughs> And then just so absolutely the, annihilated our questions. Yeah, these are these are brilliant. Um, what is one thing we would never guess about you? I have a good, friendly answer and a more morbid answer. Okay. Which would you? I'm want? intrigued. I'll take the friendly. You'll take the morbid. I'll take the morbid. <laughs> okay. So okay. the friendly is that I play D and D. Dungeons and oh. Dragons, if anyone doesn't know. Oh, that. I've really got the sharp I, I, end of I the actually, stick now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I actually, I, I did already know that because I remember seeing the, the photos and stuff like that. It's actually really cool. Yeah, I remember you like, telling me about this, Joe, like yeah. about D&D &D stuff, which I think yeah. was always, like, literally Joe sent me a voice message being like, I think she, oh, she plays D&D &D with her husband. And I was like, that is so cool. I think like me and Lucy have brought that up. I was like, we don't know how to get into it, but it sounds awesome for like a couple yeah, of things. Yeah, we play well. it with my son. And then we've played with like, some of my husband's family, we played with some friends. Awesome. We're playing with recently with my son's dad, which is a whole new environment for me yeah. to be in. So, but yeah, so maybe you already did know that. So we'll just mix no, no, that's that. A, that's a, no, that, that's a good one though. I mean, I know that <laughs> not many others would. I was just because of the research and stuff. But that's a really good one. I'm guessing it's a really great way of being able to just kind of bond. You know what I mean? Being able to now it gets scary. Kind of chat and play and have fun. <laughs> My more morbid one, which you were welcome to cut this out if it gets too deep. No, no, um, no, 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 no. Joe, nope, zooming in now. <laughs> <laughs> is that for over a year, I worked at a body donation for Science Center. Whoa. With, like, I actually dealt with bodies and everything really? post-mortem. Did, wait, did, did, please correct me if I'm wrong here. I remember from research or something that just came to mind. Didn't did your husband not do the same job? Yes. That was yeah. I remember hearing some research as well. I, this is about like it's. Is that how I, you met? No, but we did. I was about actually, to say he wasn't like a patient, was he? Like... No, 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 no. We did <laughs> no, no, I'll keep this one. <laughs> no, that's post mortem. He's still alive, but we did okay. actually meet at one of our previous employers, which is oh like I just said, is how we met. Um, we mm. worked a lot of jobs together, which has been really interesting. That's and really I cool. got this one first. And then she was looking for, how do I say this nicely? She was looking for an assistant to dissect 
We'll just say that. Um, as, as in one to help dissect, not an assistant to dissect. No, wanting to help dissect. And Let's just cut open my husband. That's where my husband came in to be her wow. like, right-hand assistant to... It- that, that that must be an, 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 an that, that's I'm a mad I, I would I I'm so I'm lost for words of that one that was a good one though I can't lie that's a really good one, um but I mean that would have been a crazy job to have. do you still you don't work there now do you no 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 but was it how long were you there for was it a really long time or was it it was basically from the beginning of 2020 all the way until about six or seven months oh ago. god what a year to start that job as well that 2020 yeah, yeah. yeah was it busy yeah. though like or was it pretty dead yes, but if the person had covid before they passed we couldn't take anything from them so oh, as really? a service, oh. but sometimes people see that as like a really morbid thing but yeah what do you do with them then like is it like uh the crematorium i swear they did start doing no, it and they started burning is it, is it well yeah what, what happens to their bodies then so I would, I was not involved in the immediate dissection of. You're trying to choose your words carefully. Yeah, I can see like, the columns uh... going like, uh, <laughs> you can say it any way you wish. We don't mind. I was that. not it's... involved in the immediate dissection of someone that had passed. Um, right. However, I was more involved in the other secondhand aspect of it, of going to the crematorium, visualizing that, being involved with the freezers and stuff there, and then being involved with the ashes and stuff after the fact. Wow, that's that would be such a, a crazy job to have. I mean, I guess with that, you, you've seen a lot of stuff, I can imagine, with that. I mean, how long is it after death do you get the bodies? Um, usually it's right away because wow. it's a donation for science when someone yeah, passes. Yeah, so the organs. Um, you know, at that decision, like basically immediately the decision is made is are they being cremated? Are they getting buried? Are they, are we donating their body to science? Mm-hmm. And then immediately, as soon as that paperwork is all worked out, then it's, it's just, it's up to a matter of when transport can push them over. That would have been a, a crazy job. I can't lie. That would have been a, a my job that would be definitely up there is like one that would kind of I, I'd imagine if you worked at that kind of level there's not much that would fear you from there kind of thing because you've seen a lot I'd imagine no I mean no, it definitely makes you it makes you face your mortality a yeah, whole lot I can, more I can imagine because you're, you're sure. seeing it on a daily basis in the sense of um, you know but it wasn't as creepy as I thought it would be you know I really? think because the horror genre is my favorite as far as like games and everything as well um, and movies like I I will, starting here in about two seconds, I will be watching pretty much one probably every day or binging them, especially during the spooky season. Yeah. Um, I maybe very naively and gamer-like went into it being like, what if there's ghosts? Like, or assuming <laughs> someone's just going to sit up and stare at you. Zombies. Like, ah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and yeah. It, it, it kind of surprised me that it doesn't feel like that at Online all. training was just watching The Walking no. Dead. You don't get that vibe from it at all. It's not scary. It's just, I mean, I guess maybe it depends on the person. Mm. But to me, it wasn't scary. It was just, it was just a weird thing to stand there and see some of the stuff that I saw or handled or dealt with there that it was just like, it is so much a part of life. And it's such a taboo thing that people are so fearful of, but also don't understand. But um, it's definitely made me care more about the support that can be offered to people once they lose somebody that they love 
because awesome. it's like usually a part that people don't talk about. And I encourage yeah. every single person to get a will and to take care of their business before they pass. Cause when that stuff's all left on your family, it's overwhelming. Oh yeah. So much, especially like if you don't have anything in place, if you have kids or, you know, it's, it's a lot, it's a yeah. lot. I can imagine, but that, that is a that's a really a, the first part. Obviously, the Dungeons and Dragons, right? I knew that, but the second part, it was like, wait, awesome I don't know. It was a phenomenal answer. I can see Joe's suffice. Joe's sitting here going, mm, okay, like okay, roll, that, roll for dissect. I got roll for dissect. <laughs> God, uh, um, that, that was a really good one. Uh, for the last question, the Forgotten Seven, what would you personally say is your biggest strength? Oh gosh, I think uh, my adaptability. My ability to dispose of bodies. Everything. Yeah. My adaptability just to the fact that like anything and everything can and has happened to me or I've seen it happen or I think just things can go wrong so quickly, so suddenly that it just like, or things can go really well that you don't expect or anticipate that I'm just like. I'm able to work with and adapt. I may need a minute. I may need a minute to adjust and feel my feelings to, and to take I, things in and kind yeah, of like yeah, to digest. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's what everyone you know, needs. After yeah. you give me a good minute, I can work with anything. Well, I think I have to. to that. But yeah, yeah, I say adaptability. I think, yeah, I think that's that's a that's a really strong thing as well to have a really strong. Um, I guess uh, what, what would you call it? a really a really strong um, trait to have. You know, what I'm saying being able to actually adapt to circumstances, being able to take them in, and you know, it's not saying you won't be upset by it or it's not going to hurt you. Of course, it is, but like depends on the situation. But being able to adapt to it and understand it and go right, just keep going forward. You know, what I'm saying we can't kind of sit dwell on this, just keep moving forward. That's a yeah, great because answer one piece of almost not necessarily advice, going back to that question a little bit, but one thing mm -hmm. that was said to me that really changed the way that I think about stuff and how much it affects me is the fact that the only way that you can't feel something is if it never happened. And we're already past that point. Yeah. It's already happened. So you just have to like buck up and deal with it or you fall apart and deal with it, whatever that looks like circumstance per circumstance. But that really like changed my perspective on it. And it was something my husband said to me while we were having a very deep conversation about stuff a couple of months ago where I was like, I just wish I could get over this. I just wish I didn't care so much. I just wish, you know, this stuff didn't make me so emotional or affect me so much. And he's like, the only way that it will ever go away is if it didn't exist and it didn't happen. And that's not the case. And I'm like, dang no. it, you're right. <laughs> dang it. You know, so, yeah. But, <laughs> but it's, a good, it's a good thing to say. Yeah, it's it, he's very much right. It helps me think about things a bit different to be like, I need to get over the fact that there is no closure for some things. There is, you can heal through things and work through them and they get less severe, especially like within trauma as you move on and time passes and stuff, but it never goes away. It just you can't have things happen to you that happened yeah so, that's a fair yeah. answer i'll give you that that's yeah no that, honestly that was again that forgotten seven probably would say i mean don't make joe here i'd say subjectively that's probably my favorite forgotten seven because of like the, yeah the i'd say overall for every guest we've had on uh for for the questions as a whole 
they've been so fleshed out. Usually people quick fire it because we say that they're quick, snappy questions. Yeah. But you've given us some really awesome and diverse answers there. And I think, honestly, out of all of the episodes so far, 0 to 46, that's our best TFP um, yeah. I forgotten. Agree. forgotten seven. That's because I'm the best and it's fine. That's what it is. Yes, yeah. you say it like that's what it is. Yes. <laughs> that's what we wouldn't guess. Ego, no. Yes. yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Um. Going on from there, obviously, and going back now to the actual normal, obviously, questions, more personalized ones. Um, you've been very open on your channel about your experiences in your adult life, talking in detail about not only the good times, which is always easy to do, but also the bad times, and sometimes the very bad times. I found myself genuinely lost for words while I was doing research about you, and I saw a video you had posted back on February 10th, 2015, talking about how you had sadly had the horrible experience of losing your house to a fire, and then obviously seeing the videos from there of you slowly moving around and your life changing, and then more tragedy striking with the death of your father, and then not long after that being involved in a head-on collision. You've always been very open and, I guess, raw about things you've gone through, and one thing you've talked about which I couldn't imagine was anywhere near easy was losing your two children. Um, what would you say gave you the emotional strength to not only share those or share that, but also these other topics as well, even though some of it's not something that is discussed publicly normally? I think it's a lot of different layers to it. I think for one, the most generic answer I could give to it is the fact, again, like I said, everybody has gone through something. Um, and I think... I could never act as if there aren't other people out there that could identify with these things. People have had house fires, people have had miscarriages and lost their children. Like people have, you know, had their parents die. Like people have gone through divorces, like all of that. There's people yeah. that have been through all of that. So sure it can help someone identify with me, I guess. But I think what, I guess the thing that's the most true to me about it, the, the way I can answer it the most truthfully is because I needed to do that. If that makes sense. Like I, yeah. I needed to get it out and I didn't have anyone in my life, especially back then, like in 2014, 2015, like some of my very early videos, like I didn't have anyone in my life that I felt like I could talk to or trust with any of this information. And for some reason, this sounds so backwards, but like in my brain, it made sense to, I knew I had to get it out. So yeah. I recorded it. And then like, I think I was so desperate for like a sense of like community or something along those lines that like, again, like I knew somebody out there had been through similar things. Um, so it just felt like the only natural thing to do. But I think one of the most incredible things that has come out of it is it has taught me so much about myself to be open and honest about things and then edit them or post them. And if I watch them back, especially like, because I've never gone back to rewatch any of my videos. I was going to ask that if you after ever went back they've and been posted or anything. I've never gone back. Um, but at the time when I make them and I watch it back during editing and stuff before exporting and then uploading and making sure it was playing right, like I've never gone back. I've never watched it beyond that point. But what I was trying to say is when I've watched it then, it is the strangest thing to feel like I get better insight on myself or even talking things out and listening to them back almost was like a therapy session to me that like I 
getting it off my chest, listening to it back, almost gave me a different perspective on things. Even though it was my, it was still myself saying stuff. I think it it was helpful to me in being able to vent. I think it was helpful to me in being able to. Here, I guess this is the best way to explain it. Sometimes when people tell you advice or something, it is one of those moments when you hear it, you're like, well, duh, like that's easy. Yeah, I know that. But I think it's different when someone tells you something. So like when I would hear myself back or I would tell myself or I myself would give advice to other people about things or just explain my situations, it just allowed me to see my own things in a different way. It's like, like you gave yourself a second perspective that you could react yeah. to. Yeah, that I couldn't get from other people, like another human being in my life at the time for sure. Mm. Yeah. So you basically, you almost like created another you so you could almost listen yeah. to yourself. You yeah. know what I mean? As weird yeah. as it sounds, it's true it and it works, true. you know? It's like, who can relate to anything that you've gone through as much as you? No one. That's so, yes. yeah. And I think I the weird, that. the other weird side of it is like, sure, I've been posting videos online about a myriad of things in my life for a long time. But it's like, I the naive part of you always just is like, no one's going to see that anyway. Like no one's mm. going to watch that. Or maybe that's just how I thought about it, but it's yeah. like, this is just a record of part of things in my life. And I've a never really happened. thought about people watching them and necessarily interacting with me, I guess that sounds mm. weird probably because I make videos on YouTube, but and I think a big part of it too was I've always been an extremely emotional person um, and I have a lot of feelings and clearly I talk a lot, um, but I think, yeah, I think um, I was judged pretty harshly about that stuff in my life growing up by family and friends. And even to this day, like some personal stuff I've gone through recently, they really don't like that I have opinions about things or that I'm expressing my trauma outward and looking to heal it or just discuss it in a public like way at all and yeah. a lot of family is like or just people in general and friends and stuff they're just like we don't talk about that like we don't you know where they I don't hate it when people think that anything negative has to be swept onto the carpet yes mm. and i i cannot live that way no no that may you, sound you, a little you, dramatic no, but no I, I, I i think I it's can, understandable yeah, like I cannot live where I don't address things. I can't live yeah. with ignoring things. I, I have to fix stuff or I have to at least try to understand why something is the way that it is to feel like I can move on. I totally and so just, I think a lot of it came from the fact that I was so lonely in the beginning. Um, and then, like you said, like parenting and lifestyle stuff, like for sure way early on, like, cause I was trying to I was 19 when I got married the first time. Um, and then everything about my life became trying to have a kid. And then that wasn't going well. And so it was just like, I just didn't know how to process my trauma, I guess, honestly, is what it was. I didn't know how to process things that were hard for me or I didn't 
it honestly felt like I was the only one ever going through it, which is really dramatic, you know, now that I'm older. But, but at you, the you, time, that's how you feel at the time. Yeah. Yes. At the time, it was so real and it was so hard. And mm. so I think I think a lot of it has just this is who I am. And it's I always have this duality of being like unforgiving about who I am and just talking about real life things. But then always not being appropriate, I guess, for AdSense and revenue purposes on YouTube. Because I, I sometimes can swing very not family friendly with my topics, especially in the past. And mm -hmm. I can swing in directions of like taboo topics. And I can swing in the direction of changing my content a lot, which the algorithm in YouTube does not favor at not all, yeah. at all. And, but I've, I personally have not been motivated by the aspect of trying to be the biggest and make the most money and anything like that. That's not of the reason I started anything. Um, I think it genuinely all started because I just, I just needed to tell somebody something. I just needed to get it out of me, I guess. Yeah and put it somewhere and just just get it going just yeah. get, get rid of it i get i get that i done something very similar actually um i was mad it was actually going into this uh, well last year 2021 i know joe knows this um mm. basically going into it was 2021 i believe um yep. i was in a really low point in my life uh, it was like the first time i'd actually ever experienced depression and it sounds kind of silly because it was just you know i was 20 years old at that point and i remember telling friends of mine that i was dealing with depression it's horrible now I look back and i go you absolute bloody idiot but I, you know for me i always just thought depression was like a sense of just being more sad but there's a lot more to it and it's not you could just be happy that's it and that was like the the common kind of solution in my mind at that point when i yeah, never experienced it's that easy, yeah exactly know? that's it and it definitely is not and that was how for me going into 2020 i had a lot going on i was waking up like 7 p.m in the day my head was all over the place i was no longer enjoying the content i was producing on youtube but i was also dealing with stuff in my personal life that was really difficult um and then a few weeks after i'd started this kind of weekly every thursday i thought i started looking at like therapy i thought every thursday i'll sit for an hour at least an hour everybody's got an hour for themselves if you don't have an hour for yourself you, you're not you're not making enough time i went i'll sit for an hour just every week once a week have a, a cup of hot chocolate or something and just sit and record a, like a, a therapy session talk about how my week's been and it was it was a really good time that i started thankfully because at that point in time i was i had no one to talk to my head was all over the place i then found out weeks later that i was getting evicted from my house i've been living in for the past 10 years i lost my house i lost all my possessions and it pretty much lots of things it was horrible moving around and i mean you, i know you understand this as well obviously with the house fire stuff as well you know it's it's a really big transition it's like how am i going to get through this that's the first kind of thought but then as things go on it's things start to get better naturally as they do you know it doesn't seem like that in the moment but they do um, but having that noted down, it was just amazing for me. And I'm very thankful to have that. And that was a great thing about the internet, being able to record a video and just say how you feel and just get it out. And just, it yeah. doesn't matter who sees it. For me, I, I initially didn't want anybody to see it. And then eventually I started making it public so people could know what was really going on months later. Um, yeah. But I just left it there. And it was a really, it was a really like almost like therapeutic kind of thing. It was lovely. Yeah, it's a very cathartic thing. Yeah. I, but I think sure. because it's entirely, when you're going through something, what you're going through is it feels so real because it is so real. Oh, but yeah. I like one thing I don't like about culture is that everyone always initially wants to jump to, well, someone has it worse than you or someone has it yeah. better than you. And it's as like if it's great. some sort of competition. Like yeah, but great. Where like, oh, yeah. 
what I'm going through or like what you're going through is still maybe one of the most difficult things you're going through and, and sure. nobody else should be on a bar of measuring how difficult no. I hate is. people that devalue someone's struggle. I know it's yes. like a very like broad comparison, but you know, like, have you ever like told someone how little you've slept one night and they top it off with, well, I had three hours or yes. I didn't sleep at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same so, thing. It's people a competition do it with, kind of thing. Yeah, yes. it's like, People do it with like trauma or like stuff in the past and you know I've had a lot of people when I was going through school and college that had some really bad times and people would always like go up to them and be like well oh well, this happened like comfort <laughs> would be or be nice yeah, to them it, you know it's not a competition as to who's had it worse that's not what it's about that's by no means if that's what you think it is and you're completely in the wrong headspace it's everybody goes through their own things oh i've had yes. it worse than you i've dealt with this i've dealt with that's okay i'm sorry to hear that but that is not a competition that doesn't mean that i should deal with it better because you dealt with it better or something like no that's not how well, this no, works but it's just like it, i related i relate a lot of things back to kids being a parent hmm. but it's like one thing with kids it's like you can have a kid like unfortunately we know a kid in school who has just an awful upbringing you know, his, his, the way, just to keep it simple, the way that he's yeah. treated in his home life is not good at all. Not and the school no. has to step in and it's, it's bad. And then you will look at someone like in my son's position who, to put it quite frank, needs and wants for nothing. And we respect him at home and he's taken care of and he always has food on the table and, you know, anything that he wants, you know, either he saves his money for it or he'll get it for a birthday or Christmas. But yeah. to him, if he, if there's by some chance, he can't get something when he wants it to him, it's dramatic. And to him, yeah. it's awful, but you know, he doesn't know anything different than that. No. So to compare his upbringing to this other child at school, sure. My kid has it leaps and bounds exponentially better. But to my child, when he still has a bad day at school or when his toy broke or, you know what I mean? Like, it is yeah. still devastating to him. Yeah. You know? that's, so, that's understandable. That's, that's, that's the thing. There's a lot of people in society that don't really understand. You, you shouldn't be trying to compare or make comparisons to other no. people, especially when it comes to, to trauma or how they deal with stress or anxiety or whatever it may be. You know, this isn't a competition. It never will be. You say no. people that try and make a competition, well, I've dealt with this worse than you and I've got through it. Well, that's you. Yeah, for well, you. good for you. Well you done. Get yourself you know, we're, we're, a gold medal. <laughs> yeah, congrats, congratulations. But we all deal with things differently. We're all different people. We're not the same person. We will deal with things differently. You could deal with the exact same situation in a completely different way, and it wouldn't be surprising. That's just how life is. Yes. But I wish it, people it, just gave more grace to other people like that. Like, because everyone's sure. like, "Well, I've had it worse than you," and it's like, cool. yeah, and it's like, well, yeah. Well, <laughs> if, if that's the case, then there's no point in going any further. Say, yeah, yeah, like bye bye. You say that's it. God die. Oh, that was a that was a good conversation. I think Joe's sitting here like, God darn, I don't know where to go from that. Joe's like, oh, yeah, you. like yeah, there were a few bits in there where I was like, damn, this is a good transition, but they're not stopping. <laughs> but um, no, 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 no. I didn't want to. I didn't want to do well such a good conversation, but it does kind of tie in overall anyway, because uh, it's got you know a reference to your, like a lot of the difficult times you've you've gone through. But from what I know, you're a big collector of quotes and poems that say uh, the things you're thinking but quite can't quite put into words. Sorry. Are there any quotes that you've read that have stuck with you and perhaps helped you with your, to deal with difficult times? Sorry, I'm like really stumbling. I've like destroyed my throat today. 
this was probably the most difficult thing to think about because I could probably find at least three things in every book I've read that have I've highlighted or like checkmarked of like things that have been so invaluable to me to like learn from or again a different perspective but I think a lot I like a lot of like Maya Angelou stuff but one I did pick as my one says mm. I am looking every day to allow the space between where I am and where I want to be to inspire me instead of terrify me that's brilliant that is a really good I answer. I come up with about 600 to give you. Yeah. But no, I, I, I knew from researching you were quite, you know, you're all into your quotes and poems. And I was like, right, this is, that's a challenging question to have to ask to be like, can you pick one? Because I know yeah. that it depends, you know, one month you could be feeling like this one's the one that I'm with. You know, the next month, yeah. like, you know, that's the one I'm with right there. It's, it's very circumstantial one. on your mood, or at least yeah. for me anyway. Like if I'm yeah, having no, a crappy I, day, a more sad one. <laughs> yeah, it's going it's to be different. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Oh, and a, I think that just answer. culminates over everything we've already discussed. Like, yeah. I just want to look for the silver lining in something and move forward. Yeah, I'll give you that. That's that's a really good answer. That's a, I think we've asked not the same question, but a very similar one regarding a quote because it was another <laughs> individual we had in our, 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 uh, our podcast a long time ago now. I'm trying to remember exactly who it was. I remember the question because I remember writing it. And um, he gave us a very, like, it was a very mediocre answer. I think it was, it was something like, he, he didn't really know, I don't even think. I don't know if Joe remembers this. I can't really recall, but it was something yeah, it's very mediocre. You've annoyed me now because it's on the tip of my tongue you now. Know I know what, what talking you're talking about. about. It's there, but it's like, he gave a very, not nothing against him, but he gave a very, like, I don't even know. I couldn't think of one off the top of my head. I went, ah, oh, man, like, this is such an opportunity. Um, yeah. Well, going on from there, from looking through your channel and social medias, uh, it's abundantly clear that your son Wyatt is the absolute light of your life, with him almost always being mentioned or seen, especially in your older YouTube content. What does he think of having such a cool and badass mom and stepdad who play video games like Minecraft are and, and are, excuse me, into content creation? He he almost gets a little upset at it and not really? like because it has nothing to do with like people that watch us. It has to do with because we are adults and can make it because he loves video games and all that. And he's been able to connect with Looney in some kind of way, you know, because of right. me being in that aspect with him, but he sees it, he thinks it's cool, but, and he doesn't get mad, but he gets a little upset in the way of like, why can't he do it? Why can't oh. he try to start a channel? Why can't, why can't it just be something everybody does? And I think he's very much in the childlike mind of like, he thinks everyone that does it is famous and makes tons of money. Yeah. naiveness. Which is yeah. true. This is my mention now. For like, yeah. <laughs> um, so I think he, he thinks it's cool, but the other aspect of it that I find difficult, um, not that you asked, but that I find difficult as a parent is because I we both try to stay consistent in creating content. Our main focus generally sometimes is on this versus sitting down to like play with him on a video oh. game or something. So sometimes yeah. I've noticed that this has taken priority for me and I've tried to be better about that. 
um, you know, instead of me playing Mario up here by myself, I should go play with him and just nix the video yeah. and call it a day. You know, you can only see that stuff in hindsight, though, because when you're like excited and motivated to make something yeah. content related, you're like, I'm just going to get into it. Yeah, I'm just going to get going. <laughs> Let's yeah. make it happen, kind of thing. He just thinks, like, because we're both on the same SMP right now, um, he just doesn't understand why he can't just like hop in. But it's yeah. like every, you know, we keep everything pretty adult. And a lot of times yeah. when we're eating, we are not family friendly when we're just chatting with each other. And, you know, not that he, not that I think that would be the worst thing for, you know, I try to keep yeah. most things pretty around his age because he's 11. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that was a long answer to your question. I think he thinks it's cool. I think he thinks to some degree that we're famous, especially because I know like Looney and stuff, yeah. <laughs> or I know who Wanba is and I talk to yeah. him, you know what I mean? So it's just like, yeah. I think he has a very unrealistic expectation or understanding of what it is, just like most children. Yeah, I was going to ask. You, tons of money, that you're famous, all this stuff. And I'm like, that is not how it is. But I won't no, let him be. Not, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was going to ask, is he not allowed to make a YouTube channel? At least not yet, or? Um... Like, for one, his age, I don't have an issue when he when he makes right, a decision when he's a little bit older. Anything he wants to do, I'll support him absolutely, as long as it's not causing harm. Obviously, no, yeah. Um, so it's not from the aspect of like he can't have one, but it's from the aspect of I want him to grow up a little bit more, not having that kind of introduction to stuff. Yeah, oh, I get you. Sense. I get you. Yeah, no, I, like, I, I don't. I don't have any issue with him wanting to learn how to hmm. make this type of content or how to edit or edit yeah. things or because he sees me edit since that's like my other job and i know you'll ask me about that here in a little bit but yeah, like yeah, yeah. He, he's so aware of the process of that but i just and maybe this is like my own very naive mother aspect coming to it um i just like want to protect him from the internet for a little bit longer I, I think, yeah, I think that's kind of like, you know, look Mama what happened to us. Kind of thing. Like, oh, I love it, right? Like, that's what that is. I started. You're venting to Mario and I, Luigi. <laughs> that's what it is, you're saying. But no, I, I started YouTube when I was your son's age, actually, funny enough. I started wow. when I was what, 11, 11 or 10. Well, it was 10, maybe half. Yeah, I was, but in fact, no, I was. I was so this is a warning, basically. This is a warning, you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but I started when I was 11, and it was uh, it was an experience. You know, when, when I started, I spent the first five years making content, you know, like up till I was about 15, yeah, about four, first five or four years, I got nowhere. You know, I, I had a couple hundred subs maybe, and I had a couple thousand views. I made a few tutorials. I was just a, a silly young kid, but it was nice. You know, I've, I've luckily still got that channel that I started on when I was 11, and it's great to be able to look back at, you know, yourself when you're younger and uh, have that kind of opportunity, have that kind of that, that kind of thing there. But I do understand your, your, your reasoning as towards kind of maybe trying to like, get them to not maybe jump onto the internet right now in that kind of regard with like say being a youtuber at this moment but maybe later on down the line because it would be really 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 i mean alone obviously really awesome but also really like wholesome as well to see like say you know family D, &D content yeah you're like you know you and and his stepdad and him you know all sitting there playing some games so minecraft a little smp you know i'm saying a little family smp or something 
just something like that. It's it's maybe a, a bit far fetched, but it would be a really awesome idea in general, a really lovely thing. Because obviously you're all gamers, which is awesome. I mean, I think I wish that my my mother and father were like that. My mother, she cannot even begin to play a game. Like she cannot even begin. Like <laughs> honestly, my mother is like she just can't. She's a video different game. era. <laughs> yeah, my mother, like all of her, she's just a different era. She's in her fifties. She can't play game. My dad, he was into the PlayStation Two and PlayStation One, the three sixty and the PS Four. They'll move in the camera and stuff. It's a bit much for him, but he still likes the game, especially racing games. But it's oh man, it, like it's so awesome though that these are, I guess what you could really call modern parents. You know, these are like really modern age parents are into gaming. They're into you know like all these awesome things that most you know kids are into, right? And it's awesome as well because you, you love it. You're passionate about it as well, especially with gaming and stuff like that. And also with editing and and making content online, you've been doing that for many years, and it's awesome that you've got this back catalog of content that you made as well and you developed over time. I think one thing I will say about that is I am very hard fast in the opinion is I will never use my child to monetize anything. Yeah, I think that's a totally understandable thing. That's no, no, I think that's a totally understandable one. I don't know. I'm sure you probably have seen. I've definitely seen. I know Joseph most likely likely as well. There is some some parents that have used their children as kind of like bait for. You heard of the Ace family. I've heard of the Ace yes, family. There's also like ones there's um, vlogging and stuff like. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. That's like the next step of like child stardom or like yeah, child it, acting, and I have yeah, no interest yeah. in that. There, I want him also to. One. Yeah, there I want him to of... have his own privacy. I want yeah. if if he gets a little bit older and this is what he actually wants to do, because for then a sure, very yeah. long time, his dream goal has been to become a Lego creator. Oh, that's and awesome. And so we actually. Or a master builder. How you do that and yeah. going to like Denmark and like or being at their actual facility and how that falls into like engineering and all of that kind of stuff. And this is no offense to any of us on the platform. No. I just don't know how sustainable video this content creation yeah. is. I, I totally it's not. That. It's so not, I'm not. It's a, yeah, I'm not going to push yeah. him into trying to do this. If he gets a little bit older and he wants to, you bet your cheeks I'm yeah. going to be over there helping him set up his yeah. little setup, figure out how to film and test yeah. his mic. Editing and, and all that, him. yeah. I will have his back, but... Yeah, but I, for I now you rather you pursue something that's a bit more stable. Yeah, I just want him to have more time to figure out maybe a little bit more because I don't expect him to have it figured out at... 15 at 18 no, no. maybe not even to his mid-20s to be honest yeah about what he really wants to do with his life um but if it comes up when he's a little bit older like i feel like more in the 15 to 16 16 range i feel a little better about um yeah he can totally do it and he'd have my support and i just want to save awesome. him from the internet just a little bit keep them pure you're saying like no like no that's it i totally i totally respect that i really truly do and i think that's a valid point you know i think with with online content creation stuff like that none of this is stable that's really the the kind of the velocity of it none of it is stable right i mean for twitch for example we had a guest on our podcast for episode 41 lovely man uh, by the name of what pandex guy's name online but his name is david amazing fella but he he follows a lot of the business insider stuff and he, he's an adult and he, he knows what he's doing with this and he said himself like you know twitch for example that many of friends of ours that me and joe have and i'm sure yourself as well a lot of people People don't know but twitch right now it's it's doing okay but twitch right now it, it, from the looks of things doesn't like it's got many more years left before it goes on yeah. like i i personally jump ship i've left twitch after the episode of the podcast with him and the, the guy david he's completely correct he said you know facebook gaming that's how the window that's going out you know facebook yeah, gaming a week after that episode came out that week after that episode came out facebook gaming 
cancelling any and all uh, further development of their apps on iOS yeah. and Android. That was that. It's out of the window. You know what I'm saying? These things are very volatile, and I think YouTube will remain, especially because it's owned by Google and because of the amount of money yeah. that it does generate. But I think YouTube will remain, which is why I'm sticking with YouTube. That's why I've always been a YouTuber. I'm going to continue working here. But Twitch, no. And that's why... It's I considered shame, though, uh, delving into a that. bit of Twitch, but I feel like I waited too late, and yeah. now it's on its detriment, yeah. which is why yeah. I've not decided I mean, to do that. Don't get me wrong; I, I earn money from Twitch, I earn money from YouTube, but especially Twitch. Twitch at one point was, you know, it was I was earning enough from it to the point where it was like, wow, this, you know, this could actually be a bit more viable than YouTube. But it yeah. is very volatile, and especially with Twitch, it seems like going so up and down with what they're doing at the moment, with their the terrible decision making, and sometimes good decision making, but the majority of the time, bad decision making, removing certain features and aspects. It's a very volatile kind of thing, and it's yeah. one of those things where it's like it's 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 handy or it's better to know. I think from a security point of view, if you have a fallback, you know, like for me, I am very like I'm very sad in the sense that I you know I didn't stick on at high school, and my father took me out of high school prematurely and early when I was at my my we're just going into my fourth year before my exams or anything like that. So I didn't even have my exams done, nothing. So for me to get a career or a job, I'd have to go back to school if I really mm. want to get a good job that I wanted, and that's a real shame. Uh, but that's just the reality of it, right? So that's why I put all my eggs in the YouTube basket especially right now and it's worked out well so far here's something that continues um but it is one of those things where it's a very dangerous game that i'm playing and i, I think that many people would be better off obviously getting their education pursuing that having a, a skill or whatever you'd want to call it a, a, a trait a skill it would be a skill um and, and some hobby sort of even field yeah. yeah in some sort of other field that is more long term that is always yeah, gonna i mean option. i have two other jobs outside of anything i do on youtube so it's like yeah. It's not my main source of income. So, you know, it's maybe I could put more effort into it. I'm sure if I really grinded and like maybe that's the most unnatural thing I've heard come from you today. (laughs) Maybe I'd make some more money from it. But again, that's not my main point. No. um, Anyway, for me personally. Um, But yeah, so yeah, I think I just want, I just want him to have some more time before making decisions about anything that he wants to do. Plus, in my opinion, he's a little bit of a late bloomer with some things and he's Mm. really naive. So he's very childlike with a lot of stuff. And I think just like throwing him into something where, yeah, you know, I just don't think it's the time and place. No, no. I, I think as, as his mother, you, you know best, obviously, now quite better than anyone. I think you'll be able to subjectively look at it and go, right, I know my son. I think that right now, maybe it's a little bit, like, like give him a little bit yeah. more time to kind of just develop and grow and then maybe yeah. see what he wants to do. That's understandable. That's respectful. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. Um, I'll let Joe carry on. We <laughs> love segues on the Forgotten Podcast. <laughs> On the about section on your Instagram, you have listed that you are the owner, and I just want to stress real, real quick, if I butcher any of your names, I'm very sorry, <laughs> Luna Ray Productions and also La Luna Noob, which is where you posted line art, illustrations, and graphic designs. What exactly is Luna Ray Productions, and do you enjoy starting these new businesses? Um, so I've actually dropped off the second one, um, yeah, where but... I was doing graphic design. I cancelled like the Squarespace website, and I don't um that was mostly for graphic design related purposes and i was getting burnt out doing that that's what i have my degree in um so it's just natural to me and i feel like to toot my own horn i'm pretty darn good at the stuff i do do in that aspect Mm -hmm. um but it just isn't like my i did i wasn't getting any fulfillment out of it um and so 
doing stuff with that, it felt like it was so much extra work with clients that would always, and I mean, every single time, pick the design I hated the most. <laughs> oh no, oh no. <laughs> this place of like, I wasn't proud of anything I was creating, no matter how much they loved it. And sure, I was getting paid and I work for the client and whatever. That's just how it works. And like kind of running your own business like that. A commission kind of based thing. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I'm, I'm not from the aspect of like being an illustrator with a following on any platform that like I can create whatever I want and then sell hundreds of them on my website. Like I'm not that type of artist. Um, or I've never like pushed myself to be, and I've never really pursued it from that avenue. I went and got a college degree and I was a graphic designer and I went very like business commercial like with it. And that really bit me in the butt because I didn't like doing any of that. And it got yeah. exhausting. Like I said, everyone picked the design I hated the most. And it's like, I didn't have value in the work. Um, mm. But the first one that you mentioned, which is uh, the Lunar Ray Productions is, one that I'm like doubling down on and I feel really good about. And I both films like videography, video editing and debating adding photography in there. Cause that's not my favorite for a commercial purpose. Like I'll do it for myself. I like, yeah. am very passionate about film photography. Um, not a big fan of digital photography, but I just don't know if I want to take pictures of people. But I'm kind of the same way. I like I've studied cinematography in college, um, and I I don't know about you. I'm not sure how much you you don't like it compared to cinematography, but I really dislike photography. I, I don't yes, know what I, it, is. it is. I feel like you can do favorite. so much more with footage. Me too. And when I got married, the thing I paid the most money for was our videographer because I cared yeah. so yeah. much more about having these memories on a video format than I did about anything else. Like, no offense to my guests and whatever. Yeah, okay, you know, of course, the wedding, yeah, of course, of course, yeah, yeah. The wedding was what it was. But like, yeah. I, I value so much capturing things and moving picture. And I think that a lot of that stems from my dad. He recorded every single, cause he used to dance for 13 years. So he recorded like oh, wow. every single one of my recitals when I was growing up. He recorded every like holiday and Christmas and I have all of those like, and especially, obviously it means more now that my dad has passed, but I've like carried that over from him. And there is nothing like the videos I have of my child when he was a baby and his like first steps and like cheesy stuff like that. Absolutely. Oh, but yeah, but it's, it's, just yeah. I, I've been it, saying like, this. The movement yeah, so <laughs> and the sound of someone's laugh is my favorite thing in the world. So I do um, videography and video editing for a wide range of things. I've been getting into some wedding stuff, which is not my favorite because that's like high pressure stuff because you only get those moments once. Can't quite, which is the same Can't, thing. Yeah, but no, I do. no second take kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do uh, like birth and lifestyle and like baby kind of content and that's like more not content because i'm not putting it up for content i guess really yeah, it's it, not no, that yeah. same kind of mindset <laughs> behind it i'm creating a film for a family to have their memories yeah. 
and they're like first babies cry and stuff so that they can remember forever um it's, it's so interesting like, as well like with when you mentioned sorry to cut you off quickly but no, you know like how you mentioned about the first few steps etc i've got two younger siblings that are like four and five right and it's so interesting to me seeing them have all these early memories recorded on like good phones and good camera like i've got my like third christmas on a cassette tape um yeah, that's all like, of which my is so bizarre to me all of yeah my and like, that we had to have a move to like dvd it's oh, so God. perfect though like because it's it's weird how much we can look back on now like you yeah. could record a, a full-on 4k video of your child being born yes. like back then it was like a real you know yeah <laughs> it's bizarre it, stones yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it makes me wish um i had more of that from more of like my family or even more of my own early life growing up of them because i don't know a lot of them that passed away when i was like younger and stuff besides a picture that doesn't yeah. tell me anything about this person no. besides what they wore that day and what color their hair is yeah. like but i have like one of the last videos i have of my dad before it was like two weeks before he passed away it was easter and we went down and he's talking to my son and carrying his basket to like find easter eggs and it's like a picture would be great, but I have him but talking. I have him yeah. laughing. I have him moving with my son. Like it's nothing will better. ever top video for me. And even with gamers, like if you show your face and stuff or content creators on YouTube, like you change. Like if I were to go back and watch some of my early videos, I'm sure I'd throw up. I'd probably cringe at how gross they are and just dramatic they are and honestly childish and misinformed a lot of them entirely are totally i totally accept that but but it, but it's, it's interesting it's, it's of interest it's still part uh, of who i was yeah i mean i see while researching honestly cast not what of a lie while researching when i messed you initially about the script and stuff because I, I when i initially invited you on the show i you know you could have declined the offer right and it, it, it you know you could have it is what it is i i couldn't have judged you for it i wouldn't have right but I had already started researching and started going back for your old videos, starting as I said from the older to the newer, and it was so surreal for me because again, I'm, I'm a 22 year old guy and I'm, I'm still, you know, very and mentally I'm quite young. I act a lot more. I act like I'm younger than what I am. I'm not as like, like I, I mean, Joe knows this. He acts a bit older than me sometimes in that regard. But I'm just more like I like to be energetic and. Loving. I'm older than you. I, I like to call it bubbly. I like to be very bubbly. I like to be very just welcoming and energetic and nice and someone you can just relax with, but also can make you laugh. But. Looking for your older content, it was it was amazing because I was seeing that this woman go through, you know, obviously all these different things, which yes, yeah, some of them were very bad, of course, and, and dramatic and hard to go through and stuff. And I mean, I remember watching a video after the head-on collision and stuff and seeing how it swollen your face mm -hmm. was and, and all of that, but then yeah. before that as well. And But I saw a woman progressively maturing into a complete adult. You know, you, you had your child at the beginning, obviously, of course, you and Wyatt, and it, it's it's amazing to see him as well, you know, in the videos and stuff like that, getting older, and then you as well, of course. And just growing into more of an adult, it's an amazing thing because it's not like when you hit 20 years old, you're instantly an adult. That's not how this works. You know, as you get older, you know, my, my dad's inherently just a big kid. He still watches cartoons. He's in his 50s. Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't work that way. Like, but it's so nice to see people progressively change as life goes on, and that's what I've seen. 
and that's why I was so interested in fascinated getting you on the show, getting you on the show because it was just, it was an amazing thing, and it truly wasn't. It was, it was an amazing experience to be able to see that as doing research, being able to see you change. You know what I'm saying over the years. You know what I'm saying because yeah. it, it is, it's an interesting thing, and I think you couldn't, you couldn't show someone that with photos. You can see someone in no. photos, like you said, had their hair changes or something. Yeah, sure, yeah. but with videos, you get to see how their their mentality changes, their personality, how they conduct themselves, how they act, and it's very fascinating for me. I, I've yeah. got the same idea on my original channel when I started when I was 11 years old or 13 it was the other one the 11, when I was 11 I started on my dad's channel because I was too young but when I was 13 I started on my own channel and I've still got videos on that channel and I show friends at sometimes it's really I, like it That's makes me cute. cringe but it's lovely I see young 13 year old me with long curly hair and I've got like back then I am Scottish but I've, I've really made a, a huge effort in trying to lose the accent and some people say that's a sad thing but I just want to be able to be understood more universally by people from all over the world as opposed to just English maybe speaking countries and having the accent made that really difficult so it's mad do you if I look at myself then I'm 13 and I've got this really broad Scottish accent and I sound like this and I love looking back at your like vine videos where yeah, you've got like a yeah. very heavy Scottish accent yeah well, that's even in 2015 and it's only you know six seven years but it's still so much has changed that time I've changed my mentality yeah. has changed and how I act changed and it's a, it, the only way I could have caught or captured that is with video and that's it's what video. it's it's amazing you gotta love video for that regard. yeah one of my favorite things which these are not public at all but they are videos i've recorded of my son doing a birthday interview and a wrap-up of all of the clips of his life every year oh, wow. so i started it when he turned four and i sat down and interviewed him and of course he sounded like a baby and we go back and watch them every year and he loves oh. it because he doesn't have any memory of any of this stuff no, he's but not, like, yeah of course it's i i take random clips of him all the time and obviously he's more aware of it now that he's older and he like stops yeah. and he stares at me you're filming again and it's like yes i am <laughs> You'll thank me later. Yeah, so it just even going back and we, like I said, we rewatch him because I'll interview him like a day or two before his birthday. I'll put it all together. I'll gather all the clips from the entire last year and I'll put them at the end of his little interview. And it's the same questions every year and his answers really yeah. don't change. But he is so different looking in all of them and his voice is different compared to when he was four versus 11. Of course, yeah. And then like some of them will go back and watch just like two years ago. And I don't even remember half that stuff that I have video footage of. I don't have those memories in my head anymore. No. And so it just is so cool to look back and be like, you were this way and this is how you acted. And this was, this was how you. childish yeah. your laugh was yeah. and like, I love yeah. preserving the way people are as well. Like, I think it's your personality will almost entirely change every two months. It's something like that. It's quite drastic. Yeah. Really? So seeing that change through videos, like, like it's interesting to me. I went back like about a week ago and I watched the first ever episode of the Forgotten Podcast that had video uh, of all of yeah. our cameras. And oh my God, it's just so different in so many ways. Different. Yeah. It's only two years ago, and it's like we we still we've changed infinitely. Like Joe and I have both changed and changed our dynamics and our personalities. And I've always looked like this. It's fine. Well, of yeah. course, you say without the beard. But no, <laughs> it, 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 you gotta love videos for that. And if, having videos of of your children or a family and stuff, it's so really valuable. I remember showing my mother because I've recently just kind of started speaking to my mother again after it was five years not speaking to her, and it was lovely we could get back in contact. And uh, I showed her a video when I was up at her, when I was w with her for about a month, uh, just a, well, a few months back now. 
Um, it was a video of me when I was 13, and I was with her in her house. She'd never knew I recorded it. It was I was 13 years old, and it was quite you know, a trashy tablet or BlackBerry or something. But you know, for her to see that, you know, she was like, "Wow!" You know, it's quite it's quite out yeah. because she forgot about that moment, and it's mad to see her little boy when he's 13 as opposed to when he's 22, who still acts yeah. like he's 13, but like he's you know he's 22 yeah, yeah. obviously, of course, naturally. <laughs> but like that's it. But it is. It's amazing. You gotta love videos for that. I'm saying. Yeah. But yeah. That was a that was a great. I, I know we, we we really went into that one there. We course, really do, we talking, but <laughs> we really do, yeah. Because we're talking about Lunary Productions, and it kind of went from there. Yeah. But like that was that was a yeah, good. Yeah, so one. that's I what remember. I do. I do videography and video editing for people. That's lovely. You know what I'm saying, and it's a, it sounds like something that you enjoy, and that's what matters. You know what I'm saying. That's it. Well, going on to what will be my last question for this entire episode, and then Joe will be taking the very final question. Something I really wanted to bring up with you, Cass, was regarding you and your now husband, Thomas, having a joint channel, which, by the way, obviously, we've already kind of discussed this, but by the way, thank you, or thank you, excuse me, congratulations <laughs> uh, on getting married. Uh, excuse me, cut that, you'll say. That's going at the beginning now. That's going at the beginning. Congratulations on getting married, honestly. Um, I, I know I'm a little bit tad late to that one, but regardless, that had to be said. Um, but going on, when I was researching you for this interview, I was surprised to discover that Thomas was also a content creator who runs the channel uh, Sandwich TV. But I was even more fascinated at your joint collaborative ta uh, channel that you both created called Stolen Nostalgia, which from watching the only upload on it seemed like, a uh, seemed like an incredibly interesting, almost podcast-like project that never came into fruition. Uh, do either of you have any plans to continue working on the channel or bring it back in the upcoming future? Yes. Awesome. I just don't know. <laughs> oh, um, I, I love yes. That. But I said that was the quickest answer we've had. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. yes <laughs> because we, again, a million ideas, but some we've actually tried to put into motion. We've just never posted anything. We've gotten halfway through creating some type of content for it and then we've put the pause on it and we we've just been a little conflicted about the style we want to go with but overall the general idea and i feel like that's some pretty deep track because i didn't think anyone really knew about that to be completely <laughs> honest <laughs> um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh i think our original goal and still is kind of the goal with it is just to do something collaborative apart from husband and wife, but just like to cre a creative to a creative. Yeah. Um, and we, it, we are torn between like some kind of podcast stuff because we deep dive on conversations with each other all the time or, and maybe we do it all. It really doesn't matter, but a lot of it has been more like sketch themed of making fun of things i mean technically right. your son was a collaboration huh yeah well no because <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm sorry wait what I, I'm, I, that caught me off going with a hug <laughs> excuse me you say like i'm listening here what no well, that was in the script uh, yeah it was right there oh yeah but, of course but no, uh, i think <laughs> our big goal with it is just to have fun um but when I say sketch related things, we want to take some of our favorite movies and actually make them like animated versions of things and making fun oh, of that's, that's really cool. That um, really cool. Or one that we got maybe almost halfway through because we like wrote a script and we were doing it all with construction paper and we were oh, going to wow. do making fun of Survivor. Um, so like that kind of stuff we have ideas for. We just don't have the time for it right now with both of us mm -hmm. working and yeah. 
you know, on top of that, trying to find time to have our own personal time, but then be parents, obviously, on top of all of that. Definitely keep it all written down, though. I think that's one oh, thing yeah. people do forget you. to do. Yeah, like, so on my phone, which I'm not going to show you because I'd make you rich, but we have a million dollar ideas folder and we oh. file all of our stuff in there. That's awesome. And it's all stuff that we either want to turn into content, like just in us, because we're, he is extremely humorous to me. He's very funny. Um, and I, my sense of humor, it's like, it's a lot harder to make me genuinely laugh at something. So yeah. I don't necessarily find a lot of comedy exactly funny, but just in us making fun of things, when we watch stuff together, we have come up with some of the dumbest funniest stuff and i would love to not only have the knowledge and know how to do it in an animated form and i really want to do it justice and do it right yeah um just like the stuff the jokes we've made i, I really want to turn it into content even if nobody ever watches it even if it's for it, your own enjoyment yeah, yeah. just having it materialized it. is so perfect like if you have yeah. an idea oh, yeah. you watch it formulate that is just the biggest it's reward broken. in itself yes and no, so was... we, we dived a little bit like he's more on the script writing he's definitely much more like way better with like timing of com like comedic timing and stuff that's not really me um, but with my background of, I only know so little about like animation type stuff. So we could do more practical effects like we did with the cardboard and like, so we have a lot of ideas. Yes, we absolutely do want to bring more to the table with it and we just need to start doing it. But I think, yeah. I think it'd be awesome. Honestly, I watched the full episode the, the first, well, the first episode on the Stolen Nostalgia channel. And I was like, you know, this would be legitimately perfect for a podcast like you could turn that into a podcast channel right and it would be absolutely perfect because that could be both audibly listened to but i watched it visually of course yeah and it was so interesting watching thomas he's talking about his favorite disney movies getting watered down or the villains getting like over i guess what would you what would you call it um they were kind of getting like too much character development like um what was her name is it melissa Fint? is it Melissa? you guys i'm talking about the, the, yeah. the, the villain yeah. yeah her you know how she had such a bad life beforehand and that's what made her who she is and your husband's and talking about it and like we don't need that like we don't we do not need that that does not need to exist she's, she's a bad person you say like yeah yeah exactly and it, um, was, it was so interesting yeah an interesting thing that the reason the name came about the way it did is because we are children of the 90s we grew mm -hmm. up in the 90s and you see that stuff coming back around even now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it is purely entirely playing on our nostalgia of stuff, trying mm -hmm. to get us to buy into it, to get it for our kids and yeah. all of that kind of stuff. Remakes and, or remasters of films. Yeah, that, you know, stuff. For, no one yeah. asked for any of this and yeah. we don't need it, but you're yeah. going to do it anyway. And yeah. so I think it came around with obviously nostalgia because that's obvious, but the stolen part of it is because it came around apart from the skits and the jokes and the fun stuff. It was the name of it is like the intention behind your stealing things that were so pure for what they were yeah. and then trying and to remaster or remake mm, them. And it's yeah. not necessary. And you're like no. killing the 
vibe of what it was. Yeah, I, I, I can often, uh, sorry, I can often be making yeah. a, a movie or a series. You can often actually devalue the original. Like I remember, um, yes. I, I, I'm not sure if you've seen it. I'm sure you probably would have. Aladdin, the, the original Aladdin with Robin Williams as the voice of the genie. It's amazing. It's one of the, it's, it's hilarious. It's everything they, they, it needs to they, be Yeah, and then they, then they made a live action and you yes. know, you can never replace someone like Robin Williams no. and they replaced them with Will Smith. And it's live no, action. No, and I just and it's, like I don't yeah. appreciate the playing up of stealing our nostalgia of the '90s yeah. and making it just something to make more money. Yeah, and just and it just is like so. It's dirty. a money grab. It, it's, it's really upset. It's a money grab, but it is, it's an interesting topic and an interesting premise to make a, a joint collaborative kind of channel on. Yeah. Um, and I really do hope, I'm subscribed, so, I really I mean, do hope like, you just go with yeah, it. Yeah, originally, and and I would still really love to, just like picking a movie or a topic of yeah. nostalgia and just deep diving on. Yeah, yeah just dissecting it and like just yeah. taking out the end, yeah, just talking about it. Yeah, it was honestly, again, genuinely i watched it because i as i said doing research i was like right i need to i need to do my research right and i did i watched your channel and then when i found that i watched one of thomas's videos uh, on holocraft where he's singing that song about holocraft that was really it, it was, the mic quality wasn't the best honestly the mic quality was a bit kind of jittery but it was really interesting i was like oh wow that's a really cool yeah, talent he made right. a really he cool like, song. he's working with his he used to have such a good setup and he's just lost pieces along the way oh. and hasn't put the money into it but yeah he's just, but no he's i encourage the heck out of him to do anything yeah. and everything he wants and just have fun the song was really good and i saw you and i, well, I think it was, it was other members of holocraft commenting like oh my god the official song for holocraft and it was just really cool to listen to i like i honestly i remember watching it i watched his first episode in holocraft and i watched other videos of his and i also like again i watched the, the collaborative obviously still a nostalgia video and it was so good i was watching i'm like I, i'd love to see more of this like i, I was yeah. i was genuinely like this is a shame there's not more of this i really 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 like this, this was he's really learning he's learning all the post-production and how to edit and he's trying to use free programs for everything so that doesn't give him the best edge no on no is not that so he's, he's trying to use what free programs for editing the actual the videos yeah for everything even Dude, like what his you... mixing. i don't know any of the names of any no, of I, it I, yeah i was gonna say what do you what do you use personally i use everything adobe i am oh, premiere okay. pro and everything i pay for it right. but again i pay for it from my business and i need mm -hmm. it for my business so the second hand side of it is that's what i learned in in graphic yeah. design school anyway I'm I mean, comfortable I, with Adobe programs. They are way expensive, but yeah, my business covers it. They're, they're so. professional. I, I was going to say, and I mean, I hate to promote it here, right? But I'll, I'll mention it afterwards. I'll, I'll, I need to mention something <laughs> afterwards. I'll try to remember that. Joe, you can go with the last question. I'll be sure to mention that one afterwards. But Mike got something to help with that. <laughs> what, you want me to like... I, I'm Don't very know. confused. Did I, I miss something? No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Did someone say pirates? Like, no, but like, no, go ahead, Joe. Go ahead. Ah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm slow. Right. Cool. For Saturday, what will be the final question for today, Cassandra? We wanted to ask, what can we, what can the audience expect to see from the Cassandra Lynn channel in the upcoming future? Piracy. A lot, and I don't know. Uh, this is going to be your <laughs> one lot? answer I of I don't know because, like I said earlier, I change my content when I want to, and I. I'm not typecasting myself in like one kind of genre or one kind of thing. And I know that is very disliked by YouTube and the algorithm. And I make it so significantly harder on myself to grow. Um, but apart from that, I'm obviously always going to be gaming. I am going to obviously always be reading and making monthly wrap ups. And that's more so apart from everything else, it's for myself. 
of just like the memory capturing and the remembrance aspect of it. Um, but within the next year by next summer, we are either moving and buying a house that's a fixer upper, or we're going to take off on a year's worth long of traveling before wow. we buy a place and settle down. We don't know wow. which one yet. That sounds like it's going to really be some cool. adventure. I can't lie. That sounds like it's going to be a real adventure. You know what I'm saying? For yeah. Sure. God darn. But well, I, I wish you the best. That's kind of all I. Yeah, I mean, I'm always going to be making something. I just don't know exactly yeah. what it is. You're, from everything I, I know about you, Cassandra, and I, I mean, again, it's all from the research and from obviously sitting with you here today and whatnot. I, I cannot begin to express how thankful we are and how lovely it is to have you here for real. Um, but really, you seem like a very creative individual. I think if there was one word to really explain you or really describe what you are and that kind of orientation, it's, it's you're very you're a very creative individual. You, you like to be creative. You're very oh, creative. I mean. It's great, you know what I'm saying? And it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show, Cassandra. I think Joe would agree. It's been an amazing episode. and, and way honestly, too wholesome for me. It's been a great episode <laughs> I don't know what to, Honestly, I, I've had so many moments today where I've been like, I want to joke and critique something, but this is just really nice. It's good. So, yeah, it's just yeah. really nice. I, I mean, mean honestly, you could, and I'd, I'd play I, yeah, it back yeah. with you. But... Yeah, 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 no, that's it. But no, honestly, I mean, for this season of our show, Cassandra, we're on season four now at the minute, doing the 40s, and we've had one ball, and we've had it, Gavoido, and we've had Panda Guy, we've had, obviously, now uh, the, the Outcast podcast, and obviously yourself, and we've got more guests lined up, obviously, for the end of the season, but you've been an absolute gem of a career to have on, and I'm really happy we could finally make this happen, honestly. I'm really glad that you could be our first episode of the Halloween season as well. Our yeah. first ever Halloween-rated episode, because this is a whole new thing that we're doing. We're rating these by Halloween. So it'll have a really cool custom thumbnail with it. The whole shebang will be incredible. But Cass, Honestly, Cass, thank you so much for coming to join us. Ladies and gentlemen, before we end here, please go check out Cassandra Lynn's channel. Of course, it will be linked down below, of course. Soul the Nostalgia, uh, Soul the Nostalgia channel as well. And even her husband's, if she liked me to, I do not mind at all. It'd be the, the least I could yeah. do, honestly. Genuinely, guys, go check it out. She's an amazing content creator. And whether she's making content actively or whenever she's in the mood to make it, you really got to watch, honestly. She's a lovely content creator and an amazing person. Cassandra, thank you so much for joining us for the 46th episode of the Forgotten Podcast. Joe, would yeah. you like to sign us out? I'll let you yeah I, I can do i thought I, we're flinging back we're flinging back and forth today to be honest but yeah no thank you for everyone who has been listening or and watching so you know consensus and you know what you understand if you've Just... been experiencing the podcast today thank you very much for tuning in we've actually you know sat here for about three hours now and it's honestly been a blast the whole way through and um, I, I don't really know what to say but you've really put me on the spot here um <laughs> just say thanks go, for watching go yeah 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 that's enjoy it, it. yeah now go away there you go yeah, bye <laughs> bye <laughs>